Welcome back, everybody, to the Akatak Podcast. Unfortunately, again this week, Jay will not be able to join us as he is lost at sea. Hey. So this week, hey, you didn't episodes without me? Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, we didn't want to leave the people without the content. Okay, our, our greatest listeners without their content. You, you know? just do it. You just do it alone. It's just, just you in the room. Uh, um, I mean, I, I was here. Okay. In a manner of speaking, was, it was me and no one. No one else talked into this microphone, right? Because I lift well, this every time to make it nice and moist <laughs> for when we record. So no one had better been, you know, talking into this. It wasn't like pick our name of a header. Colin wasn't sitting in my seat on my edge of the card table. Um, well, about that, it was. It was actually quite, in fact, literally Colin who came in and filled in for us. Did us a big favor. Much appreciative to him. We are. I'm gonna Aren't kill him. We? I'll find no, Jack. Him. We're appreciative. No, no, good. He on helped him. us out. No, but I'm back, listeners. I've he returned is. from my returned. from being hung. I was approaching the gallows, and I said, "No, thank you, fellows," and I ran off into the night. Well, yeah. First, you were waylaid by bandits. I was waylaid by bandits, and then when I and then when the bandits got me, they took me to a, a castle, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What's his country?" And then I kicked the kid in the nuts, and then he went treason, and he tried <laughs> treason, to hang me. That's right. They ha- and they then ha- I got into a boat, and I was almost lost. Yeah, at you sea. escaped, but you were lost at sea for that. But you you found you've been found at sea clearly. So do it the right way. Welcome back to the Ecotac Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the prodigal son, Jay, and joined as always is my co-host, the one that didn't leave, Z. Did you miss me? <laughs> Indeed, Jack. I have missed you. I always buddy, said, how are you doing today, even though we just did a little, little rambling mm-hmm. skit thing? Wouldn't work as well. No. It if it ever worked to begin with. <laughs> you know, Probably really didn't. <laughs> I had fun, but we'll see what the listeners think. Excellent. Yes, Jack, we have missed you dearly. The I absence has it. been felt in your in your uh, lukewarm, absolutely lukewarm takes. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. You got good takes. <laughs> they're good. Otherwise, what are we doing here, right? Uh, at least we, we at least have to think they're good. <laughs> if we don't, who will? Everyone else be damned, but we're pretty sure we're right for the most part. I'm I'm at least 80% sure I'm right at any given time. Of course I'm right. Goddamn right I'm right. I can't remember a time I was goddamn wrong. I couldn't even think of it. So it's been a year. Yes, That's right. Actually, I felt dumb. Cause it's, we- glad it's, it's a good thing you've returned, haven't you? Yeah. Because here we are. Technically, it was last week, but we're gonna we're gonna ignore yeah, that. You know, it's you were funny. A little bit of lore. I really kicking myself that it didn't work out that we could record yesterday because yesterday was exactly a year from our first recording. We can just pretend. Well, we'll I, know. Uh, the they wouldn't have known until you said right now. Oh, well, I gotta have. Well, I gotta have for the wiki, Zach. If it comes out on the Monday, the wiki has two know. things: that piece of knowledge and the fact that I stood for an entire episode. <laughs> That's all the there wiki's go. got. If anyone's made a wiki. Well, so here it is, Jack. One year we've done it, and that we just—I mean, we're still doing it. Yeah, we're still—we're not going to stop. We haven't doing achieved it. much. We got. Not, oh, hold on. We're not in a much different state, are we? But we have, we're still—we're still here. We have like four followers on Twitter. It's pretty good. Maybe five, and we have. Let's pretend that we don't just know all those people. Eighteen followers on Instagram. There you go. And Could let me do worse. a quick count. I know all of them. <laughs> well. It is what it is. And one of them, is, having a one of them is me. <laughs> there you go. So really, it's 15. So in honor of that, we're going to crack open a celebratory Mountain Dew. Code red. Oh, red mm. That glorious ASMR. Here we go. Pour now, listeners, another bit of lore for you is that every time we record, I drink at least one Mountain Dew, and Zach hates me for it. They're my Mountain Dews, mind you. He doesn't bring Mountain Dew himself. Oh, I've, ne- I've never paid Zach for it. Mm-mm. I've just brought them. Now, this has been sitting out toast, for like... Jack, what the shit? Oh, my bad. You went right to Chuck. You just can't help yourself. They, yeah, no, they can't hear on the mic. It's like in between the two mics. There it is. Yeah, got a nice big slurp in there. That's what they want. This listener's going to be. Ugh, thank God. Hope nobody starts with this episode. Ah, there it is. Ah, that celebratory. D- and you've downed it all. Got to skull it. it. 
<laughs> You've downed your half of the dew entirely. Yeah, I mean, it's only half as much as I usually get. Well. I'll take yours as well, if you don't mind. <laughs> Here we are, Jack. Here we so are. So let's get into it. Let's get into administering those those absolutely piping takes. Let's go. Here. So Lightyear came out. That's right. The newest Pixar, Disney Pixar film. Lightyear. We it was it. a film I watched. It was a film we saw. Yeah. It was, I think, just fine. It was a kid's movie. That's how I feel, too. It was definitely a kid's movie. I don't think you could argue that. I don't think you could even try to argue that. Reasonably, at least. No. It wouldn't make much sense to. No, but we're not really much for the sense category, considering we just rambled for <laughs> five minutes about nothing. No, that was no, that made lots of sense. Don't you worry about it. So, uh, this movie is the is its origin, so to speak, I guess, kind of of Buzz Lightyear, but also not. It's not as much of an origin as I thought from what they had said. Right. Because he does start the movie as Buzz Lightyear, the like, Space Ranger, the experienced, yeah, Space Ranger. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just kind of fine. Some of the things don't make a ton of sense if you really think yeah, about them. Yeah. But it's Which it's I would say is kind of par for a kid's movie, right? It isn't it is this isn't like interstellar with the sci-fi concepts. It's kind of just like really just kind of surface level with this stuff. Mm. Even though they do touch on it. And I, I was saying to you, I would say it's a very kind of kind of tropey in that, right? It touches on a lot of sci-fi tropes, including the the hyperspace and the time dilation and the the colony world and all that kind of stuff. You know, and it does it with middling success, I would say. It's not, it's definitely not a knockout of the park. Um, opinions are kind of mixed on this one, right? So a lot of people are like, it's kind of below average for a Pixar movie. Um, some people are mostly positive on it. I've seen some people who are like diehard Toy Story fans be upset by it, as, you know, as usual. We've been talking about it a lot in the previous weeks, is that these like legacy franchises can, can really stir people up sometimes. Mm-hmm. So people were bothered by the the um, the lore discrepancies with the Toy Story lore. Which... Oh, God forbid we don't follow <laughs> Toy Story lore. What else do we have? It's one of our institutions. That's kind of like alive. marriage and racism, maybe. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> hey, I'm back. We got. <laughs> it wouldn't be a me episode if it something kind of little off color happened. Calm didn't say any hot takes. No, he didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're better for it. <laughs> So I don't know, man. It, like I don't have those problems specifically. I mean, I want to. I kind of wanted to start. What 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 is your relationship with Toy Story? Um, I saw the first three movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the fourth one because I mean it kind of like came never. Out. You've I've yet to. I've never seen it. St- uh, checks out. You're back. I'm Here back. He is. Yeah, that's changing shit. Uh, let's go, baby. Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed all three of them. I mean, it's Toy Story. Mm-hmm. I kind of have that same thing though. I didn't watch Toy Story four when it first came out either. To be fair, to be to be fair to you, because I think I think there was a thing, right? I feel like mo- a lot of people probably go through this where there's a, there's a, probably a period where you feel like you're too cool for uh, that's, Disney that's kind movies. Of, I was feeling because uh, past that now, I'd it was say. the same kind. Of, I think it was the same round time frame. Like Cars three came out. Yeah, a I, bunch I of people I knew when because I was in high, a bunch of people I knew in high school all saw Cars three, and I was like, guys, come on. I mean, we're going to see Cars 3? Come on now, guys. It's got an Elon Musk car. Come on. I, I haven't, haven't seen Cars 3 yet either. Yeah. It's the same with Finding Dory. Yeah, I never saw that. Incredibles 2. Uh, all in that same kind of era. Yeah. I mean, these are all Pixar movies specifically, but I also didn't see, like, I don't know. I didn't see Frozen when it first came out. There's definitely an era in, like, my teens where I think, of, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm past that now. It's like right? the Lego slump people go through. I never went through that, but yes, that is the thing. It's the same. Yeah. It's exactly the same concept, I would say. Yeah, I think with the reading too. I think I've, that's probably true too. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably Ooh. I'm towing up the other end of that one right yeah, now yeah. with wheel of time and all. I that. would say so. Um, but so there's yeah, that's definitely a thing that happens. Pass that now, because like I mean, we talked about turning red. Yeah, we saw Encanto last year. I saw Rye last year. Doesn't don't spring out to see every of them, but um, well, this piqued our interest. Standout right? ones. Yeah, it looked good. 
It, I mean, okay, you definitely Visually. can't take that from it, right? Yeah. It looks incredible. I was actually going to make a joke. Maybe I'll just make the joke. Are you ready? Okay. Cut that out. Okay. Jack, it looks pretty darn good for a movie from 1995. Am I right? Huh? Oh, let me turn the applause sign. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah. Put that in. Put in applause. Jesus Christ. It's not even 10 <laughs> minutes. We've done like four bits. It's going to be good. It's so be good. <laughs> Gotta be back. But yeah, it does look good. It's it's very, I was reading, I read an article about it where they were talking about like they, they wanted it to feel like this real kind of, like the word they used was tactile, right? Because it's a space and they're, they're on these spaceships and they're clicking all the buttons and everything. Yeah. They wanted you to kind of feel that. It makes sense. Like, you know, it's a Pixar movie that's very much in like a realistic kind of world. It's not like a super, mm. it's not just like fish or whatever or cars, right? Or yeah, emotions like, or souls. Yeah, yeah or emo- exactly, exactly. It's like actual people in in like a sci-fi setting which is cool it yeah it definitely looks good I, mean, I did like the buttons but one thought i thought was a little silly um was when in the very in the beginning of the movie when they're like want to go to this planet and there's just a big green yes and a big red no <laughs> i'm like why would they just for that purpose to say yes <laughs> that is kind of funny when you think about it but so the general plot i would say is kind of where it, it's a little lacking right where it's a little kind of simple and again i understand that it's meant to be like an origin but it feels very it feels a little too plain. Because if you're doing a Pixar thing and you're doing a cartoon, just do whatever the hell, right? Like, just yeah. go crazy with it. Go wild. I feel like they were limited by budget or something, right? It's a sci-fi thing with no aliens, really? Other just than, robots. Like, I guess the bugs, but those are, right? Yeah. Just robots, yeah. I don't know. My frame of reference for this was kind of, I was expecting it to be somewhat similar to the show, Buzz Lightyear Star Command, which I have, like, kind of fond memories of, right? I'm sure it was whatever. I never watched it. It was a show, but, like, that was that was kind of this, right? It was like, what is the show that Andy White, right? Kind of, kind of scenario. Yeah. It was like, what, what was Andy watching, right? And it was this, and that was a show where he's just going on all kind of adventures, and he's got like a team, but they're going across the whole big galaxy, and like, there's like obviously there's Star Command, but there's all all these like different aliens and stuff. It's just a much more like realized world. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. Whereas this is just obviously it takes place entirely on the one planet. It's all just humans. There is no aliens, which is kind of boring. I don't know. I'm confused by like the little thought process there. Yeah, and like yeah, it just feels a little more boring than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You could have why not just have like some aliens in the in the, on the ship? And like I also don't really understand the world that they've established here, right? Yeah, I there's some weird things. So basically, the plot what basically Buzz is doing is that they land on this planet. Well, they're on like a colony, colony ship, ship, right? To, like, going somewhere. God knows. Where. We don't know where they're coming from or where they're going. They keep they always say home. So I'm like, were they on a mission away from Earth and they're trying to return to Earth? Or is their home even Earth? Earth. In the cartoon, it's just called Capital Planet. Is the capital of the Galactic Alliance. And that's mm-hmm. where the Star Command headquarters and all is. But it's like, again, it doesn't feel like that same kind of world. It seems like this is earlier stages, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like a massive intergalactic government. But they talk about the Galactic Alliance in this movie anyways. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so they're... Yeah, so they're like flying in the county ship and then... Buzz is awoken because they see they find a planet that's ha- that possibly is like habitable. So they go there, and while they're there, the ship is like being wrapped around by these like very sent kind of sentient vines, and they get pulled down. They try to escape, but in the escape, he like has choice like he hits a rock and it damages the ship, so they're marooned there. And then they're like, all right, we don't have any hyperfuel because our hypo crystal's fucking broken, so we need to like test it and like make our own on this planet with the resources here. And then Buzz tests it. And then the first time he tests it and he lands, he's like, it's been four years because of time dilation. So then he just keeps doing time dilation stuff until robots show up. And then he does it 15. He does 15 missions. And like everyone he knew there dies. Goes old and dies. Except for his cat socks. His cat, his robot cat. 
Which like, there's definitely some interesting stuff there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of surprised. I didn't expect it to get into th- those kind of actual sci-fi concepts, right? Not about yeah. you, but I was. Like, I didn't oh. expect time dollars to be part, like, okay, part of it. Yeah, like they're doing actual sci. Like, a, again, it's a it's a colony ship. They're doing they're doing time dilation. It was kind of surprising, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's it like I said up top. It's kind of tropey, right? Like, it it really just kind of gets on the surface of those. I mean, there, it is played for emotion, right? Of like, yeah, his friend, his best friend grows old and dies. Like, that's pretty sad. Yeah. But also, it's like, they're kind of just doing Interstellar. But again, you got to remember, like, who this is for, right? Yeah. This is for kids who've never seen Interstellar because it's a six-year-old movie and they're children right now. Yeah. As, like, an intro to these kind of ideas, I think it's cool. As, like, an actual realized sci-fi thing, which, like, that puzzle at your show say, right, is not that because it's so simple. You know, that is truly just, like, a kid's, like, I guess that'd probably be more sci-fi science fantasy almost like star yeah. wars where you're not at, there's not actual like concepts usually at play like fucking star wars never has time dilation they don't give a shit no they probably should but that's no fun <laughs> yeah so they just don't right but so like i don't know but then when they get back he gets back and they, he does it 15 times and then yeah robots and um they're just kind of fighting robots well, the whole it, time well, the, last, the robots are pretty boring he, I feel. he jumps four years every time and then yeah, he, yeah. the mission keeps failing that's true and the last time he jumps 20 years because he actually gets to hyperspeed yeah so uh, and then he comes back and there's robots and uh, teams up with his his commander's granddaughter and Taika Waititi and an old woman, an old woman, and they do it and they you know it's a In classic socks. like oh I don't need your help that's you know you get the yeah, gist I again very kind of trophy like I uh, I work alone kind of thing and then he doesn't which is what they did in the first episode of that show, too, mind you, is that the team are like, we're here to help Buzz, and he's like, I work alone, and then he doesn't. He doesn't, and the rest of the show, he's not working alone. That's right, that's how it goes. Crazy. I thought, yeah, I kind of thought the whole scenario felt a little boring for what this could have been, which is like a big galaxy hopping, like, space thing. Mm. Again, I get that it's an origin, but, like, why? Did you need to do that, I guess, is the the question, right? Yeah. I understand that that's why it is the way it is, but why did they need to do that? They could have made it more fun and lively and, like, like Star Wars, mm. like a bunch of alien races and just hanging out. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, and it, it just feels weird to me that like if there's a Star Command, nobody came for him. Exactly. In the sixty years, it's bef- a, well because they had they had hyper speed, right? Yeah. Because that that was the problem. Is it broke? I mean, there's also again when you really start to kind of get into it, some of the logic of it kind of falls apart. Of like one. Why do they not remember how to make hyperfuel? Like, it's weird that they... Because it's not even just that they it takes a long time for them to get the resources to do it. It's like they have to... Relearn how to do it. Exactly. Well, they sh- they don't know? That seems strange. They to don't me. have extras? Right. They, that feels like a thing you should have if it's that precious and there's you've got the one on the ship. But beyond that, again, I don't know why they don't know how to make it. They actually get this unknowable thing once yeah. it breaks. Like, they have to relearn the, the mixture or whatever. It's like, I don't know. I don't really get that. Also, why does Socks know? Why can, why can that robot cat do it? That yeah, they don't have other cat. robots, like actual science robots who are presumably more powerful. And why didn't, like, I feel like, because like Socks Eric? Is, yeah, Socks is working on that thing for like 60 years, and he experiences all the time that Buzz is gone, and nobody was like, hey, Socks, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm working on fuel for Buzz. He told me to do this. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. They just never went in his room, I guess. Yeah, I guess they were like, well, like, he locked his room. And like, why did they not know that the time violation was going to happen? It comes as a surprise to seemingly all of Everyone, them. Yeah, Buzz in particular. Like you're a space ranger, they don't teach you that stuff at space ranger school. Yeah, I guess you're just a you're just a grunt. You're just a space cop. They don't teach you the science. Yeah. You gotta find fight the space but, traffic. Yeah, you're right. Why is there no? Why does Star Command not come for them? If the Galactic Alliance exists, why does that not come for them? Yeah. What is? What are those things? Because they mention them. I don't know. Maybe that's like gonna be part of the. Maybe that'll be like addressed in the sequel, right? 
is that because they were marooned on this planet through more time dilation hijinks, right? Thousands and thousands of years will have passed or something by the time they get back. And now, you know, it has blown out from like being just Earth or whatever it is, right? And just Mm -hmm. a bunch of humans to when they return, it will be a bunch of aliens hanging out maybe. That'd be Mm -hmm. cool. That could work, I think. Uh, And so the the robots are there and Buzz is running around. And then there's Zerg. Because yeah, it's the big twist. But the big twist of Zerg, spoilers for yeah, Buzz Lightyear, for Lightyear, is that it's him. He from the past, from the future, from the future. a different future. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. When I arrived, they were. I did the same thing you did. I made it. But then when I got back, they didn't like me. They were gonna t- arrest me for taking the ship. So I escaped and I jumped and I ran like I just flew as far as I could, as fast as I could, and I jumped hundreds of years into the future where there are a bunch of robots. And then I figured out how I had to jump into the past. But even through time dilation, I had to do so much jumping that I've aged even through time dilation. Yeah. It took him so long to figure out how to use the time dilation to actually go backwards in time that he, he's got all old. This was, one, this was the thing I was referencing earlier where people were upset because of lore. No, because the robot Zerg. Because in the lore, Ro- Zerg is Buzz's father, maybe? <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. You yeah. said you've seen Toy Story 2. Is that a plot point, Toy Story 2? Yes. Huh. Well, oh. I mean, they're toys, so like, it's hard, to, it's hard to know how the toy... Feels about that? How the toys relate to the... Oh, gosh. The lore written about how them? How the toy relates to the in-universe lore about them. Mm-hmm. But, yes, in Toy Story 2, Zerg is his father. Because it's like Darth Vader. Because, again, the thing about Buzz Lightyear is that he always... Ha- I, I know I'm kind of making fun of it, whatever, criticizing it for being very trope-heavy and all. That's the point of Buzz Lightyear, though. He's a parody, right? Yeah. Like, he only exists initially as a toy in a movie. for Like, he is the most kind of reduced down of, like, let's just throw every... Sci-fi. sci-fi trope at the wall so yes yeah. he's like he's like luke and darth vader and captain and like captain kirk because he's like doing yes. the start date and exactly exactly he's, he's all of them right yeah. so people were upset by that i guess and that's why in this movie he goes dad oh when he gets out you remember right i remember oh. saying that i just didn't i just didn't know what it was man, man you gotta watch more things jack i no, i've watched it but well, if you don't remember does it even matter my bad i haven't seen toy story 2 in over a decade it's a good movie that's maybe the best one yeah i don't I gotta watch. Yeah, it's there's great. In, there's so many things to watch. I don't have time to rewatch things. Okay, here's okay. Let's, let's paint a scenario for you. <laughs> I rewatch a thing, but that time I've been rewatching it is time I didn't spend watching something new. And then I get a why aren't you watching that new thing? You have Jack? rewatched things though. Well, yeah. Don't get don't come at me with that. Well, whatever. Beside the point. So that was the thing people were. Uh, some people I saw have been upset by said it broke the lore because Zerg isn't his his dad. It's him. But I would argue that. He didn't. He didn't invent all that shit, right? It shows him. He just finds that shit in the yeah. in the distant future. So Zerg does exist, or will come to exist in the future. In the future, and he just stole the ship and stole the suit. Like yeah. he didn't invent that any of that. So mm-hmm. I think Zerg still will be a factor in the future. Yeah, I think so. May, whether it's his dad or not, I don't see how you could really be bothered. To be honest, no, me neither. Because I don't think that was ever addressed in the TV show either. So yeah, I get it. He's supposed to be his dad or whatever, but come on, that's the most that's the most basic one, right? Yeah. Also, how would you even pay that off? Like, you need to set it up in this movie. His dad, like, I don't know, it's just a whole thing. It'd be too much. I guess you could you could pull it off, but again, that's just the most. I mean, it's Luke, right? Yeah. It doesn't actually work. It works as again like a parody in the Toy Story two movie, right? As like a minor plot point. It does not work as well as yeah. an actual plot point in your actual film. Right? Yeah. So. I don't have a problem with that personally. I don't either. Um, I think, and also it kind of has to be him because of the message. And that's yeah, the exactly. Names. That's the story they went with. I think it works fine. I think the meat sandwich was kind of fun. And he's like, "Yeah, what's with the to the meat?" He's like, what "Is else? that what the Pixar people feel, Jack? Do you think they believe that?" 
I hope that sandwiches not. make your mouth too dry? Are they all crazy? The whole point of the sandwich is that it's it's Holds like a clean, meat. yeah, easy thing to carry do. around. Your hands aren't wet with meat juices. Absurd. You're not, you're not leaving a meat on a dirty table. It's too much bread. They say, what happens if you have a sandwich that has anything but meat on it? Yeah. Right? Because they say that. Because it says meat sandwich on the package. How do you have a PB&J in their world? PB on one side, J on the other, right in your freaking hands? Just, yeah, it's just awful. Absurd. I hate it. You need the both bread. That's the whole point of the sandwich. It's the whole point of sandwiches. The Earl They're of Sandwich. Fools. Exactly. I will one day defeat the Earl of Sandwich in combat and take his throne. Take his throne. You will become the I'll Earl rule. of Sandwich. Yes, yes. Add that to the lore. Add that to the lore. So, stuff like that's kind of fun, I guess, right? I mean, it's got yeah. some fun moments. It's kind of funny. But I would just say generally, it there was definitely, a, I feel like it dragged a little in the middle. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care as much. Again, there's just not a lot of, like, action almost to it. It's pretty pretty cut and dry i'm just like every so often the robots show up and they just fight the robots but it's a lot of just like talking and feels like doing I characters know. i don't know man. which is fine but like gosh didn't i feels like they could have done a lot more with this idea oh 100%. if you wanted to just do a big sci-fi thing but again they just kept it so small in scope that's not as fun as it could have been does my least favorite trope one of my least favorite tropes in like a movie like this was like a team where the guy the commander is like all right well i'm gonna give you you're gonna make your own special team and here are the most elite warriors I have. You can train them any way you want, but just take your pick of how many. He's like, no thanks. I'll take these schmucks. <laughs> and on the flip side, not only that, but the schmucks are like, oh yeah, I'll still keep doing this, even though I'm not at all trained or qualified. Not very qualified. At all. What? I'd be if so if if you're the commander, you're like, I'll take these guys. I'd be like, No, that wasn't <laughs> what I said. You're gonna pick from these actual like trained soldiers and not like Taika Waititi and a grandma who was in prison. <laughs> yeah. You'd think so, but you know, yeah, because of because of heart. They're 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 a team. They're you know they're family or whatever. Yeah, to La Familia, something to, like that. Dominic Torello, or you get to the idea. and beyond in some exactly. Such. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Want to get beyond this now? <laughs> we can get beyond it. The last thing I wanted to say is, did you wait for the post credits? There's a post credits. There's three. Three. So the first one was Sam. The first one was just a, well. The first two I should say were goofy ones. The first one was the commander. What's his name? Burnside. Yeah. And he's sitting in his desk and he's he's kicked up his feet up on his desk, drinking his coffee, and he's got his like he's reading a report or something. And then a bug flies into laser shield. And he goes <laughs> laser shield, which is <laughs> good because he's been he was a big proponent of the laser shield the whole yeah. time. And then the second one is Derek is still trying to do the directions, <laughs> and then he finally gets it and he's like, oh, he like turns around, and they're gone. That's his. And then the last one is it's in space and Zerg is there and then his eyes turn on. Oh, so that one seems more important. Yeah, that one seems like it's actually kind of setting yeah. off something. Which I guess they'll do a sequel. I'd go see a sequel. I hope they do the thing I said, which is like make it actually cool. goofy and weird and cool yeah. with a bunch of aliens and shit. Make it good, why don't you? Do not just do a bunch of humans again. I've had enough of that, please. I've seen enough humans to last a life. Also, I don't know if I want Zerg to come. Maybe I feel like I could go either way with that, you know? I think it'd be lame if it was just Evil Buzz again, because what is his... You can't have him do it again, right? What's his goal going to be? But, like, yeah. You could actually bring back Zerg yeah. as actual, like, Emperor Zerg. I think that'd be fun. I don't know. I, yeah, it is weird. I, I really... The universe they've created is kind of strange at this point. Because now they're like, we we redid this... We brought back Space Rangers. It's like, was Buzz and her the only two? Surely there's more. Again, there is a Star Command, right? Yeah. Is there not a galactic... Like, they're going to go on these missions like, where's, where are the Space Rangers? And then the other ones will be there like, hey, bro, where you been? What, We're what? actual space... Like, yeah, what we got the whole... Suits? We have the whole apparatus, you know? Like, yeah. we got the whole team. I do like that his ship is like... It's kind of similar to the ship in the show, which is fun. Their yeah. ship at the end. That's cool. Or when he... Tri- or one thing I did think was dumb was when he tries to uh, 
like catch the ship falling into atmosphere. He's like, I'm. It's burning up, but he's like, No, I got this. Yeah. I'll try. Do like I'll, a Superman. Yeah. Do you? What did you think about how they introduced the the arm laser and the, that the that wings? Does, that doesn't make sense. It's it's a classic origin thing where they just find. Does that feel a bit much though? Because I feel like usually that's kind of lame. The wing thing was a little bit much with the escape. Because it feels like a bit of like, a, you know, like in Solo, people complain about that. that They do too much. Like, they have to touch on every single thing. Yeah, like, Solo ever Here's mentions. my little dice. and Here's, here's my... his dice. Here's his gun, right? Yeah. Just a guy throws... Like, he could have just had the gun, you know? Yeah. It's kind of that. Why is he like, called Solo? Yeah, ex- exactly. I'm like, all did, alone. Did we need the origin of Buzz's light arm laser? You just kind of assume that's... like. I never assumed that was a thing he invented. Yeah. It's in the Space Command s- standard issue. And the same with the wings, but... Yes. I never thought of doing jetpacks before. They're just like, we're going to put jetpacks in all our ejector seats, but never just give them to them. Just give them a jetpack. Jetpacks are sweet. You know, when I was thinking, when I was watching that, I thought about what you were saying in the Top Gun Maverick episode about how you can't eject a bunch of times, so they'll ground you forever. That's right. Because you're spine. Especially not at Mach 10. Well, I was thinking about that again the other day. So ridiculous. He's dead for sure. You can't... Ad- He's dead for sure. That's what I was... The thing he was in exploded, man. <laughs> at Mach 10. <laughs> that's Whatever. 10 mocks. That's so goddamn that's, quick. That's 10 whole mocks. But... Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're gonna. I, I really do feel like it's a. They they went a weird direction with the world building here. Were they fleeing Earth? Was this the last colony ship? Are those the last humans that exist? It might be. Did Earth die because of our corporate greed? Did Jeff Bezos control Earth? What is happening? What is again? There's like they say they say Galactic Alliance that they're part of the Galactic Alliance, but there's no aliens or anything. So like, it's kind of. I mean, it feels like a human thing to do. To just like we we well, we colonize like three planets and then we're like all right we are the Galactic Let's Alliance. We'll see them. It's like uh, the MLB. It's the World Series only played in America. Well, the argument there is that all the best players are, are in the yeah. MLB for the most part. But yes, there's something to that, Jack. Yeah. There is something to that. So that's kind of most things I say. There's something to it. <laughs> all right, we should move beyond this yes, and attack and do Obi Wan. Yes, Obi Wan episode five. Obi Wan Kenobi. Because they why give these things titles and try it, and even a little bit. They really did. It's no fun. So this episode starts with something real cool. Flashback. Clone Wars flashback. They did it. No, no. Pre-Clone well, Wars flashback. Kinda, technically, yes. Technically, we still in... I was wrong. We didn't actually get any Clone Wars flashbacks as such in this, but we did get Hayden... You got prequel flashbacks. We got prequel flashbacks, which Attack is really what I was going for. Attack of the Clones kind of era. Pre-Attack of the Clones era. Um, and also, I mean, we also get some of Hayden in... Episode three, yeah, as well. Where he's just some, like standing yeah, in a field, doing some bad stuff as well. No, I meant oh, Revenge of the Sith because he's doing the temple. Oh, right, yes, yes. So we get a lot of it in this one, yeah. well, and we get a cool, cool, fair bit of Vader. So like, they're making use of him finally. Right. We've been saying this whole time, like, what are they doing with him? Why, why is he there? Why is he there? Do you see he put on weight apparently? Bulked up a little, and he put on like twenty to five, thirty pounds or something. To be Darth Vader, I, I mean, like good for him, man. If he's, I guess he, he's he knew it. He's like, well, I got to be big. I'm Darth Vader. Yeah, so like more power to him. But so yeah, broke that kid's neck. That was wild. He really just walked that town. Just what we said, right? Oh, I guess yeah. Did you want to? Do you have anything in particular you wanted to mention about the episodes you missed? No. no. Oh, they mentioned Quinlan Voss. Yes, and they had all the Jedi in that. Is that little... not great? Quinlan Voss, our boy. I was so happy. It's a like, very cool reference. Like all the Jedi and the well, Amber. I was. I'm a, so I was going to ask you. Did we not talk about him like quite recently? Did we mention him on the show or off the show? We must have. As a guy who survived, like quite recently in the lead up to have. this. I we feel like we talked have. about it. Because I told you he's one of the ones who we knew survived Order 66, at least initially, mm-hmm. right? And he's still alive as of 10, 10 BBY or 9 BBY, whatever. So, yeah. hell yeah, Quinlan. And I told you, you know, we talked about how, like, it's it's really grim, this idea that all the Jedi either die or just give up, give up everything that they believe. But he doesn't. 
He he's fights. not out there fighting with like a lightsaber and a blaster, right? Gunning down stormtroopers, but he's he's fighting a good fight, anyways. And I love mm. that. What else was there? I liked like the, Ned B. Yeah, the big the big robot Ned B. and um, Tala as well. I was sad when she died. Was, yeah, no. no, she did great. Skipping oh. ahead a little. That didn't happen in episode three or four, Jack. But fine. Oh. Spoilers. <laughs> Damn. What else did I like? Oh, the Je- all the Jedi and Amber, like Jurassic Park. Yes, like the one the one with the cane from right? Clone Wars. Who's like, yeah, Tara Sinube. And the and the kid. No Paul Kuhn, though, thank God. No. Well, he's dead. He's, I mean, he was disintegrated. In a, in he might have survived. Aircraft exploded. He might have survived. No. It's not impossible that he might have survived. What, did he eject? No, I shouldn't. You've survive. seen that deleted scene, Jack? In the deleted version, he ejects, and then they shoot him. Yeah. They shoot his ejected. He's yeah. dead as shit, man. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Plus, bros gunned him down. <laughs> they gunned him down. They In cold blood. Do you, do you like the fortress? Inquis- yeah, Inquisitorum. How about our boy Wade? Which one? Wade, he was, a, he was the other snow speeder pilot. They got him. Oh, yeah, they got him. Don't stand and shoot at her. You're Fly away. Bad. Well, he was giving them time. Yeah, but... She, it, was for the, it was the whole point of the mission. Was he going to leave him there? No, you just fly with them. Just fly like he behind them. He's trying to give them the time to escape. I saved a horrible take. We'll, we'll get in some other takes, but... Oh, thank goodness. What else? There's another thing. Oh, the glass in the fortress? Not great. Kind of flimsy. underwater. Thing. Yeah. One blaster bolt, and then it was like, well, I guess no more... I guess it's broken. Yeah. Yeah, but well, that's... Also, that water moved very slowly. He was holding it. No, I meant like when it when he Afterwards? runs. Oh yeah, he outruns the water. It did look a little wank. I won't lie, because like that water's he's, he's underwater with pr- like a lot of pressure. That water should sweep him away. I meant to say jank. Wank doesn't mean that, does it? <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> looked janky. Looked wanky. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean the same thing happens as well in the game. You're just they're just always busting those windows and letting all the water. Just <laughs> fortify the water. Stop putting things underwater. Put underwater. What do you gain from that, right? With lasers. Who would just say, I guess it's cool and like it makes it that's just more secure, but they're just like, yeah, we need to put our fortress on this water world. Why? Why? There's oh. so many planets. So many pl- infinite planets. <laughs> Seemingly, right? Why don't you just bury it under the sand in Sand Hell Planet? We could do that too, yeah. That would e- be almost equally, actually, probably probably more secure. Yeah. Because how are you getting out of that, right? You can't swim through sand. No, you can't. Exactly. You can't You can't put on your sand rebreather and <laughs> plow down Just breathe in, in a whole hell, hell of a lot of sand. But so that brings us here, right? Episode five. They've escaped. They've got Leia back. They get her away from uh, the fortress. But they're on they Jabim. Put a, they put a tracker in, uh, in Lola. So they track him to Jabim. We get a lot of payoffs in this episode, right? We get Obi Wan finally kind of like coming to his potential and leading. He's like, you know what, people, we're gonna do it. I'm gonna be the general, which is cool. We get a lot of the kind of theories, speculations we've had pay off, right? So Reva and all that. Yeah. So she was a youngling. They're like, we need time to escape because we need to get the doors open or whatever. And so they buy him some time because he's like, Reva, let's chat. Let's, she's like, you, how did you, like, how'd you know it was Anakin? You, like, you're not old enough. He's like, but unless you were there. Which is a thing I said to begin with. And I was like, how does she, how does she know he's Anakin? And Obi-Wan literally says in this one, he's like, he would have kept that secret. So uh, they addressed it. They weren't just, they weren't just goofing off. Yeah. They knew they what were, they were doing. They were down for it. So. Yeah, the reason is that because she was there, she was one of the younglings, like we said, was there in the temple. In that first episode. In that first episode. And so that is, like we said, she resents Obi-Wan in particular because she blames him in part for it. And she also hates Darth Vader. And her whole thing has been maybe just like, she's kind of infiltrating it as to try to get Darth Vader as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Which is neat. I mean, it's interesting. That's an interesting thing for a character, right? Yeah. That she became a dark sider and like infiltrated all just to try to get him. But that, in the end, that's what the Dutch guys are all about. They're all about killing each other. Hate and everything, yeah. yeah. And that was that was her thing. Is like She was just angry. And that doesn't actually get you that far, right? No. In Star Wars, because themes. Themes. 
If you know themes. <laughs> no, so Obi-Wan, he's out there. He's, he's batting him away with his lightsaber again. There's like a full-on battle, right? Like oh. They bust on in the doors. Yeah. Ned B's got a gun as well. Powell's got a gun, and they both go down, man. Oh. They go down for the cause, I'm which upset. is sad. It's upsetting. She's like, where's Tal? He's like, don't worry about it. Kumanajiani's still there. He's like, he's at, oh yeah, he's back in this like, one. It's me. I'm going to save people. That's fun. We need a little bit of light levity in this one. Mm-hmm. Comic relief. Him and Leia are, are working on the thing. And yeah. I, you know, I was glad they addressed all that because we were slightly worried about that. Oh, they use a the thermal detonator? The thermal they, detonator. That's like the full power of them, you know? Because there's that part in, in, in Return of the Jedi where she's got one and everyone like pisses themselves, right? Yeah. Because it's like, this can blow up this whole room. And then you used, and like, I think the problem is they've been diluted a little. Image-wise, because of video, video games, games, yeah, where they're just kind of like a grenade. The yeah, the and like everyone knows, grenades in video games are already kind of like wimpy to real life, right? Because you just you know for balance and gameplay reasons. So every Star Wars game just has them as like a generic kind of like you know one <laughs> one meter radius explosion grenade. Mm-hmm. You kind of forget, but like now nah, those things, those things put in work. Oh yeah, they'll get you good. So she blows up that whole room with her. Pull one off for her. I think I think she did great in this show. She's oh, a great yeah. character. I really liked her. I really like last episode, right? When she was, when Revo was like, oh, you betrayed everything you believe. And she's like, nah, this is never what I believed because I'm not horrible. I'm not a monster. Like, I'm not a horrible I'm, fascist. I don't like the Nazis, I think. Yeah, Especially exactly. Not for me. I like when she's telling Obi-Wan, I think it was this episode, which is like, well, no, I just got to keep, I mean, I've done bad things, but I'm just working to fix it. Exactly. And he's like, hmm, maybe I should do that too. Maybe that's the point of this show. And then Darth Vader's in the ship like, I'm going to kill him so good. I did like the cut between the flashback from Attack of the Clones, their training, and then how it relates to the current situation. Mm-hmm. The Obi-Wan trying to like outsmart yeah, him and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was great. And then he's just brute forcing through it, like without any regard. That was, was really like, cool. Why would they train with the lightsabers? Just full speed with like actual lightsabers? Because when you got swords, you don't train with real swords. You just train with sticks so you don't hurt someone. Because if you mess up, you might just cut each other's arms off. Yeah, or your head's off. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of thought the same thing. I guess the idea is you know, you would know enough to not. But I mean, accidents could always happen, right? Yeah. Even if you didn't intend to. Especially when your Padawan is going to be super Hitler. Yeah, exactly. He's going crazy on you. But yeah, I'd, I'd love that too. Well, because we see it at first and I was like, okay, just a little glimpse of it. That's all. But no, it kept coming back to the episode and like yeah. kind of, yeah, it obviously mirrored the situation there, which I thought was, it was really nice. It was, very, it was really interesting. Yeah. Like this is clearly the same situation and like. So yeah. Yeah, this is great. This is very good. And then Darth Vader does a Star Killer. Yeah, he does a Star Killer. Pulls ship. that ship out. But then, like, I didn't love when he's tearing it apart, and then the other one just takes off immediately because there's a shot where it shows it, and there's no ship there behind. That's like waiting. There's like one that takes he's off. Hiding, Jack. He's being very still. You couldn't see it. <laughs> it was, yeah, my T Rex eyes were like, "Where is it?" <laughs> no, I did. It was a bit of a cop out, right? Yeah. Because I was like, "Holy shit! Did he get them all?" Damn. Especially when it ripped open. I was like, yeah. someone got to stop him. <laughs> someone stop him. And, but then he pulled it all the way down and then he opened it. And I was like, what? But no, they got away, which is good. Yeah. Born just wrote on that. I kind of thought it's interesting that Obi-Wan, like, he, I don't know, like, I guess we could still see this next week, but he really didn't face Darth Vader again in this episode either. No. And, like, he didn't seem like he was worried about it, which is kind of, I think maybe it's a bit of growth for him. Like, we kind of thought this whole time that his thing was going to be that he was going to want to face Obi-Wan or face Darth Vader to save him but yeah. maybe he's just kind of fully committed to like nah he's, it's not worth it he's gone and like it's more important to save Leia than it is to save him him because he's, he's too far gone and Leia mm-hmm. can still do good which like is kind of the state of mind he needs to get to right right even if he does try one more time or something in this show to save Anakin his ultimate the decision needs to be like no he's too far gone he's not worth saving 
because that's his mindset in the original trilogy, right? Because mm-hmm. he's telling Luke, like, no, you can't save him. Kill his ass. <laughs> Actually, get him. Like, no, there is no saving him. If you, I mean, he's literally, he's like, if you won't kill him, then the Emperor's already won. Right. right? That's the shit he says. So, like, as great as Obi-Wan is, he is also wrong in the original trilogy about that. Because mm-hmm. this whole thing is like, you just gotta kill him. There's no, there is no good in him. He's more... Man than mach- machine than man. He's twisted and evil. There's nothing like there's nothing left in him. So, I feel like this show has already kind of like probably uh, even even if Darth Vader doesn't have a big role in the final episode, I still I feel like the show has conveyed that well enough. Probably mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Because Obi Wan would have seen him like snap the kid's neck and he's just like, holy shit. He watched him. He's like, oh god. He's dragging people holy down. Holy shit! This guy is no. <laughs> oh dear. Oh great heavens. What um oh I for also I forgot to mention I already mentioned it in the episode we talked about episode three but he mentioned Qui Gon again yeah I feel like he's I mean I hope that gosh I mean we're at the we're, just like that we're at the last episode right yeah. this, this week is the finale he's got to be there right I he's got if that what, what, I I really feel like because they've been using it'd be very strange if they had all the mentions of him and everything yeah, and especially he, in the first episode right like the first and the third there wasn't in the fifth but like Hold on. I definitely hope he shows up. At least, I don't know, because I, well, I do want him to show up. Like, we're just saying he's in a place where I, I think he, like, he got to that place on his own. Cause, you know, like, obviously in the comics. Well, or in the, no, the novel, excuse me. I wouldn't say on his own. It was everyone else. Well, yeah, but he, he didn't need, he didn't need Qui Gon to, no, to put him in that. It still had to be like an internal, yeah, it was like his own. I think there's something that's really cool about this show is that the arc he has gone through is not because of Qui Gon or Yoda or any, like, Jedi. It's because he's seen the like the small acts of courage that the normal citizens of the world of the universe are doing in the face of the empire, right? Like a real Gandalf quote. Exactly. And so he's seeing like shit, dude. If this guy whose wife was taken by the inquisitors, right? If this woman who is was literally an imperial and she was like she realized she couldn't do it anymore. If they can stand up and do something, then who am I to just be like yeah. I'm going to sit on this planet like an old hermit who has power, like who has like yeah. the actual power to fight them exactly. and win? And he's like, fuck, Quinlan Stodd here doing it, right? What am I doing, right? And I don't know how that's going to culminate because, I mean, we know he doesn't, right? Yeah. He still does end up mostly just chilling, but I guess he's just got a different mindset. I don't know. Maybe it'll reveal that he does more from Tatooine than we think. Than we think, yeah, that could be. You might be like, okay, there's a Jedi. I find people on Tatooine and I send them where they need to go. That could be, yeah. Like, just a, he could be part of the path. Although, I'm, I was kind of, a, I said last week, like, I hope they don't get the path. But they kind of got the path. They I don't know how that's going to work. They got forward. the Underground Railroad really I guess good. they'll relocate or something. But I really like that idea. That, like, yes, even if this point in the timeline, you can't out, outright, like, fight the Empire head on, right? They're not at the Rogue One point where you have, like, an, a rebel fleet that can actually take on the Empire in combat. You know, there still are people who are trying. And that's that's all it you know yeah. that's all it's about. Someone's right? got to start. I exactly. like to say so. Good stuff. Oh, let's so we got good stuff. Back to a little bit Darth Vader stuff. I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just kicks Reva's ass. Yeah. So the culminates in a big. That's a big lightsaber fight. This one. We kind of thought Obi Wan was going to fight either one or either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they fight each other, which is cool. I mean, I would. We, well, they Reva tries to fight Darth Vader, and for a while, Darth well, Vader yeah. just goes. He kind of just force pushes her away, and then like food. I like when he takes the lightsaber and like throws them on the ground. And goes all right. <laughs> now we're gonna fight to go, huh? and then he gets them both it's like I got them both now yeah he, like, he just never uses his own he just gets there and then the Grand Inquisitor just shows up and I go which ah. that shut up all the I'll say never well, I mean we I was never even worried about it but no, there's a lot of people who are straight up like they disregarded canon they don't even care Disney Disney and it's like oh my give it a minute and then they didn't the like writer say we're not gonna break canon his actor did oh his actor did his yeah. actor was like guys 
Or maybe the rep, probably both. Probably yeah. everyone involved was like, stop yelling at me on Twitter, okay? I didn't break canon. <laughs> also, the actor, yeah. what was he going to do? He, he, he can't control if they break canon or not. Well, exactly. He just showed up and got a paycheck. The man live. God. We got to do a lot of the drama a couple weeks back with the whole Revo situation and everything. So, was that last week? It was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. So, we won't yeah. bother too much with it. But, yeah. It's, you know. They've been absolutely horrible with this show, man. It's crazy. I think this is much more divisive than probably anything prior. What's up, Baz? Oh, shit. What's going on the show, Baz? Colin's here. What's on the show? What's up, fellow listeners? There he is. Yo, Chris, you can even bring me in. Thanks, Baz. Thanks, Colin. Oh, sick. Thanks, Colin. We'll leave that in for the fellas. Want a celebratory do. birthday donut? This is perfect. Man, cheers. Salud. What are we talking yeah, about? This show, you would have thought this was the crowd pleaser, and I said this the other week. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought this was the one that everyone was going to be on board for. This is the thing people have been saying for literally, like, years and years and years. Since, like, the Disney acquisition, and people were saying, like, Lucasfilm was going to make more movies. People have been like, get get you in to be older Obi-Wan, right? I thought for sure this would be the show, but, like, God, this has been, I guess, for that reason, probably, because there were so many expectations. Cause, yeah, because people wanted to be the one they thought in their head. It's more divisive than anything they've done so far. Like, I think that, like... People really like The Mandalorian for the most part, right? I think it's just an unknown quantity. The Book of Boba Fett, most people thought was just kind of mid, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. And then I guess this is, yeah, seems to be the most divisive of them all. But I'm liking it. Yeah, me too. Well, it's all, all good stuff. It looks, yeah. But what are these takes you want to tell me about earlier? Well, okay, so I had, a, I had one or two, but really it was um, it was kind of an adjacent take. I just figured we'd cover it in Star Wars because Star Wars. So I did have this one I wanted to show you. Hold on. All right, all right. Pull the mic forward. It bends. Uh, yeah. People have been ranking all their movies lately. That's been the, the cause of some discourse. Where do you put, Jack? Let's just do first and last. If you had to do the Star Wars movies, what's your first? Rogue One. What's your last? Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, kind of. This person has... Oh my god, this person has Rise of Skywalker first. Are they okay? Are they well? Yeah, I honestly think Rise of Skywalker... Here's the thing, though. I always say, like, it's not... There's not a lot of distance between them, you know? For me. They're like children, Jack. I love them all. I don't. I really don't hate the Rise of Skywalker, nor do I hate like Attack of. It's it's very hard for me to rank them because of that, because they're all just kind of great. I'd watch any of them, right? I'd watch any of them over like most other movies, because that's that's my thing. Well, you know? my take, first is probably. You'd be surprised, here, listener. I don't agree with that. <laughs> my first is probably. I mean, like, Last Jedi. I really like the Last Jedi. It'd be well, their Last Jedi or Empire, probably. It's a good pick. I think A New Hope's probably the best one, like objectively, kind of thing. You know. And like, yeah, my last is probably The Rise of Skywalker, but there's still some stuff to like in there. What's your second? Pick a second. A second after The Last Jedi? Yeah. You would pick a first. Well, if I'm picking The Last Jedi first, then, then Empire. Empire. Yeah, I'd pick Solo. I have, see, this is what I mean, though. Like, I really like Solo. I really Solo's like Rogue so One, good. too. So I think Solo's really great. I don't I watch it. I think I gotta watch Rogue One again before Andor. Um, I did, did I do it on the show, or did I just... I think I just did it to you. But people were... This this guy I follow on Twitter who's supposed to be a big Star Wars fan, he's been more critical of this than anyone. Oh, I th- I think you re- I think it was off show. Yeah. I think it was probably a day we recorded. And I read to you that he was like... He said it was terrible. And then people were unfollowing him because he was being so negative. And then he was like, I'm going to delete Twitter if you're going to follow me. for And it's like, what are you... Calm down, bro. Pers- Man, I can't believe people don't want to see negative things about a thing they like. It's kind of... Right? It's kind of how I feel. They don't even... It's not even like a... It's not even like a snarky thing like, oh, I don't want to follow this guy. I'll just unfollow him. The most recent one, he just said, Kenobi is terrible. Like, I mean, that's... What do you that's mean? nothing. That's not even constructive. Exactly, right? That's just, I don't like this. And also, it's not. I, I, I gotta be honest. And maybe, you know, we say this a lot in the show. And now that I'm back, we're gonna say it from the episode when we come back. We're dumb little shill boys who like our little Marvel Star Wars things. But, pretty good, I think. I really think so. From a story yeah. standpoint, pretty solid. I think so. It's got, yeah. It's got development. It's got callbacks. 
think it's got like a structure there that's doing something. The flashback is very like that's interesting and they did it for a really good reason. Because that was the thing we were saying is like at some point we've been talking about the flashbacks the whole time, whatever, right? But it was like I've been saying this whole time. It was never like a necessity for me. I was never going to be like, ah, they didn't do it. And they had, of course, you have to have a good reason. What, are you just going to put in a clip from the Clone Wars for nothing? No. (laughs) This was an animated clip. This was incredible the way they use it, right? Oh, yeah. Very much for a narrative purpose. It was great. Like, it wasn't, there wasn't that much to it. It was just them sparring in in a training room. But it was, yeah. It had a lot of weight to it and reason in the actual freaking show. And that's all you need, right? That's all you need. I guess, did you, we should, maybe we could talk about that then. That was causing a little bit of discourse this week. So they didn't de-age them. He, Hayden Christian looks old. Does he look old though, or does he just look like a man his age? He looks a man like his age, but because he doesn't look like he's twenty, because he's wearing the Attack of the Clones outfit. I remember what Hayden Christian looked like in two thousand and two, mm-hmm. or whenever they filmed them in two thousand. And I was like, oh, I don't think it's like old. horrible. Though. I don't think it looks horrible. I just think like because he looks kind of that old, the haircut looks kind of like if he was wearing the Attack. Looks- the hair clone's pretty. The haircut's pretty goofy. goofy on like anyway, that. exactly. So like, I don't know, older guy. It's like, what are you doing? But if he was wearing like his cool attack um, episode three assists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean that's the best hair these long flowing locks i mean you gotta love it that yeah i, I mean, kind of agree that, that would have helped too, i think yeah that would have gone a long way and the scar and everything yeah age him up a little yeah i also i think he looks pretty good though i think it looks fine there's uh, let me put it this way i guess there's a lot of people who age much worse in 20 years right i mean it's been literally 20 years yeah. since that that movie so i don't think he looks bad necessarily no, no. Yeah, looks- i guess it's noticeable but like i what are you gonna do right it, time people say passes. that like oh it's noticeable it really stood out to me it would. Time has passed. It's been 20 years. Time is so a either, face on the water. Yeah. Either he's going to look young and you're going to notice because you're going to be like, ah, they de-aged him. Or they're not. You're going to be like, ah, he looks like his age. I mean, you can't have, what are you going to do? Right? Yeah. He is what he is. Jesus. Let the man live. They haven't been able to clone, like flash clone people to a specific age yet. So you're going to get what you're going to get. Yeah. Again, I really don't think it was so horrible that you're just like, oh my God. He's not like overweight and gray or anything yeah. like he just looks Isn't that, like a little horrible, older. like scarring or plastic right. surgery he just exactly. a guy who aged he's just a man come on go on easy so this is the thing i was talking in particular though it just feels aggressive um it was about last week where someone said i'm really surprised that chow had the guts to kill weight off i never thought they'd actually do it and this person said i think people are focusing on the wrong part of the scene unless there's just this many sociopaths the main thing I felt in the scene wasn't the loss of Wade because I didn't know him, but it was experiencing empathy for the grieving rebel pilot who did know him. And it's like, it just feels aggressive. It just feels needlessly aggressive. Like, what yeah. do you command people for? And that's what Twitter is. It's all just like, I'm going to one-up everyone and show really? them I'm really? cool. I've got more emotional intelligence than you all. It's like, bro, he was just tweeting. Like, we get it. Yes, we all get that. It wasn't impactful until you saw the other rebel pilot being sad. We, we all get yeah, that. Come that's on. how stories work. But the the big discourse thing going on this week. Well, I guess okay. Before we get to that, well, let's just finish this actual episode. So Reva's like dying, maybe, but apparently lightsaber wounds are not that fatal. No, because the Grand Cruiser's like, I'm actually fine. I'm now. just all right. Not and even then a problem. She gets the little comlink. She gets Oberon's comlink, and she sees that Belargana was talking about the boy, okay. and so she somehow is able to piece that all together. That he's on Tatooine, I guess. I think I thought it says ta- it says Tatooine, and then oh, is, boy. Is it? Oh, so okay. That's the only thing that comes through because it's broken. Okay, okay. So then, yeah. So Balgana was really just letting too much slip through that secure com for no reason. He yeah. didn't need to say that. Obi Wan knew. I know. He, he know. He's like, you got to go to this place to find the guy. So what do we think there? Is she gonna go there, and that's gonna be the culmination of the series? Is that like they're gonna get? I mean, because there's only one episode. Yeah. So is it gonna be like okay? I think Reva might. I think Darth Vader just left her for dead. And doesn't care. Do we think Darth Vader's just done now? Like, he's just not gonna... Because, oh, gosh. Because, like, like, he can't go to Tatooine. 
Uh, no, he can't. Cannot go to he can't. I say I've been saying all along. This is kind of what I was worried about. Is that they weren't gonna have any meaningful, like, um, I don't know what the word, like, any meaningful wrap up to this mm-hmm. story of like Darth Vader's just gonna leave and then that'll be it, and he'll just be like, I guess Obi Wan's still out there. Like that doesn't feel satisfying to me. That's not how I thought they were gonna handle it. Doesn't he think he's dead though? Because of what? Oh no, he wouldn't think he's dead. From when he dra- when he like fragments one of those coals. But I guess no, he can feel no, him. He knows he's alive because Ray can encounter. feel him. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Thinking, yeah. So oh. I think it would be a little weird if Darth Vader just doesn't doesn't play a role in the next episode, and he's just like, "Well, I guess they got away. Oops, whatever. Okay, I'll do some other things. Obi Wan's gone. I guess. Like, it, it feels like that he should be incredibly motivated to get him. Oh yeah, that's like his. That's... Like I said, I I kind of thought that there would be a a moment of like somehow Obi Wan would appear to die, and that would be how we wrap it up. Is so then Darth Vader could be like, mm, "I did get him," but if you don't even do that, I don't. I mean, I, we're obviously just, this is just baseless speculation. Yeah. I mean, the next episode is going to be like an yeah. hour and wrap it up pretty nicely. It'll, it'll be out. But yeah. maybe they won't even end up on Tatooine. I think that would be a little cliche as well. Because we're always going to Tatooine. Yeah, I hope they would stop it before then. And it also would be very similar to like Rebels. There's a very similar thing that happens there with Darth Maul. So if they just fight on Tatooine and he's like, nope, I got to stop you from getting to him. Nah, that's, that's they've kind of already done that. So maybe it'll end up somewhere on some other planet and they'll be, because well, like, They've been hyping up this whole time for the show, right? That it's going to have the, the final showdown between the two. Have we really gotten that yet? I wouldn't say no. that what we got in episode three was really... A showdown. Yeah. Because Darth Vader was just killing them. Pretty much. So, I I do think Darth Vader's got to... And, and maybe they will do everything I'm saying here. They'll have a satisfying reason for, like, why Darth Vader be like, Oh, I guess he's dead and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't see how you could just have Obi-Wan be like, Alright, and I'm going to go back to Tatooine and be fine for the next decade yeah, Darth, again. Darth Vader wouldn't just pursue him and send more Inquisitors... Yeah. Like, that's... Especially, not even that's Obi-Wan is like, well, I found a Jedi Master who's way better than any of you fucking scrubs. Mm-hmm. I gotta do this myself because I'm the only one who could probably beat him besides the Emperor. And, like, maybe... So, what do we think Reva's goal is? Does she hear that and she's like, I want to get him because I can use him? I'll train... She's doing, like, a, you know, Darth Vader Emperor thing of, like, I can use them to overthrow them. Does she still just want to get Obi-Wan? Like, is she that mad at Obi-Wan that she's just like, oh, I guess I'll go for this kid so I can kill Obi-Wan? Yeah, probably. She's, I mean, she's what a loser. Consumed by hate and fear. And <laughs> what all a loser that. she is. Yeah, they're all kind of losers. It's not his fault. Yeah. I wanted him, when she was like, where were you when he was killing us? I wanted him to be like, Udipa. my clones tried to kill me too. I tried. I wanted to kill General Grievous. I was on a different planet. I mean, what the hell do you want from me? Yeah, I can't be everywhere at once. I was killing another bad guy. <laughs> I killed General Grievous and then my clones tried to kill me too. They killed my big lizard guy. You think I didn't? Like, what do you What do you think? Come Commander on. Cody turned on think me. You know, for a you second. Know Commander Cody, he, he turned on me. I was a general, remember? I was surrounded by uh, literally thousands of clones. <laughs> there were so many of them. I, my, you know, shot my big lizard. I loved that lizard, but then I didn't because of the, the novel. Re- did you read this novel? She, and he hands him the novelization <laughs> of Revenge of the Sith. And she, he liked the lizard. Well, he I'm saying like, yeah, I think when he died, he was too like, much. I gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. He's like, see this part? Do that. That's what he's all about. Yeah, he hands he should <laughs> hand her the Revenge of the Sith novelization and say, give this a gander, yeah. would you? This is where I was. This will explain some things for see, you. See how it says, oh, you went to Utapa? That's where I went. That's where I was. So the other big drama this week, besides all of that um, in the episode, and people continuously being horrible for no reason about this show, was that it's it's Pride Month, right? We all know it's Pride Month. Right, of Woo-hoo. course. And as a result, just, just fairly innocuous, um, Star Wars tweeted this week, uh, celebrate Pride Month with Jan... Bazaldiwas, I don't know who that is. Apologies to that artist, but incredible cover for Star Wars Bounty Hunters number twenty-four out today, right? And it's just a cover. It's got two ladies on them. I think they're a couple, right? Neato. Really pretty innocuous. Just as far as covers, they're just standing there. 
you wouldn't even know, right? Um, it's got the, you can't really see it in this one, but there's like a little, there's like a Star Wars Pride kind of logo where it's like a rainbow going into the Star Wars logo. So it's oh. got that on there, but generally speaking, it's pretty innocuous, right? And this caused a lot of, this caused some discourse, Jack, as you can imagine, because Star Wars fans are all horrible bigots, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or at least a lot of them. More than you would think. More than want. you would want. So a lot of people right out the gate were going with the like, don't make Star Wars political, which <sighs> we've talked about a hundred times, but we'll say it again. They're Nazis. They're literal space Nazis. Very political to begin with. Well, one, Star Wars has always been political. That's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, that's how politics like work. I don't know. It's just so... What do these people mean when they say stuff like that? What do people think like things are? Yeah. Is there any... Are there any art that isn't kind of political? Like, it's all saying something. The thing is, like, everything is kind of a political issue. Yeah. Also, beyond that, though, like, being gay isn't really politics. It's, it's just, just how a, you are. It's just a thing. I get that it's in, in this country and in other places around the world. It is a political issue, literally, right? But in general, that's not it's not what it is. It's not a based... No. Like, it's... What? Very confusing. So the Star Wars Twitter actually responds. And this is getting a lot of traction because the Star Wars... Star Wars Twitter seems to have come under new management of some kind. And Somebody. Someone's based is, is the being, wheel. They're being a little... Exactly, <laughs> Jack. They're being they're doing like a Wendy's Twitter where they're oh. like responding to people and being snarky now. They said, queer characters existing isn't political. And two, Star Wars is literally <laughs> in our name because wars kind of a kind of political. Kind of political. I think I think it's political in a, in a lot of ways. Lot wars of ways. are are like the most political thing you could ever have. <laughs> and someone else responded, "My brother in Christ, they have always been political." It's a good one. Thought you'd like that. Um, someone posted a meme. It's, this is from the Quiet Place. It goes, "It's like when did Star Wars become all political and stuff and anti-fascist and stuff?" And he goes, "1977." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Why won't what do you mean? The fascist rulers? What's what's so bad about them? Okay, you ready for this? We'll get there, Jack. This person says, this doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe. There's no such thing as pronouns, gender identity, wokeness, etc. How could there be no such thing as pronouns? I mean, I get what they're saying, but that also just sounds dumb to say. Because obviously there's pronouns. Because that's how things work. Gender identity? They have gender identities. What do you mean? What are you saying? Because they're the Night Sisters. What is it? If anything, that's woke. <laughs> This guy's come full circle. He's yeah. like, he's all the way back around where there's like gender identity is meaning it's all construct. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, you. So you agree. <laughs> That's what they're saying. He's like the Patrick um, Manta Ray, I mean, whatever, from yeah. SpongeBob. So you think they're, so it's all a construct. Yes. So you agree. Gender identities don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is your wallet. No. 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 <laughs> no. So stop pushing this nonsense in our beloved franchise. It's going to make your stock levels plummet. Seems like an it's just a comic book. Those comic books aren't that big a deal, whatever. Oh no, no, okay, okay, there's a couple more. Here we go. Someone did the 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 SpongeBob like weird writing memes. So Star Wars was always political. Yeah, it was. He's trying to make fun of it, but it doesn't make any sense. So you ready for this? Yeah. You ready for him? He says Star Wars had its own politics, but it wasn't a political mouthpiece for one side or another. I disagree. George Lucas is very, very left leaning, like incredibly liberal. I mean, we always we've said it so many times. The prequels are about, like, the mega corporations causing war and, like, building droids. And, like, there is a bit of, kind of, retconning going on there. Because George Lucas has said, like, oh, yeah, it's like the Bush administration. That obviously wasn't the case when he started those movies because of time. But there's definitely a factor there, right? Everyone mm. always highlights, like, Return of the Jedi. He tried to do, like, a Viet Cong-American parallel there. And it's not, again, it's not, like, that simple. Mm. Right? It's not, like, the whole so the whole trilogy, the Americans are the empire right it's not quite so like Kundra. that heavy-handed of it but there's all these elements there and again they're very much of the nazis right yes they're like literally they're literally called stormtroopers <laughs> they're literally my, called stormtroopers. my brother in christ they're literally called stormtroopers so this guy says star wars isn't anti-fascist 
it's anti-imperial because fascism doesn't exist in the lore. Which is stupid, right? What? What? Why would he say that? Why would he say that? I don't know. Okay. Because they didn't have a political movement in the 1940s, I guess is what he's in the 30s and 40s, where like, I, that's what he's trying to argue is that because fascist Germany and Italy didn't exist in the Star Wars universe, that means. Yes, because Mussolini wasn't a Jedi, <laughs> it can't possibly exist. Um, but he's also just wrong because th- the term fascism is used in canon Star Wars material, so checkmate. This guy says. Um, they were created to give kids a fantasy story when all of their movies were making political and social points. Foolish. Bro. Foolish. Both are true. Both both can be true. If you read, again. What does he think anything is? George Lucas will freely tell you about all the politics he shoved on in there. He loves it, okay? It's like poetry, it rhymes. George Lucas was like a counterculture guy in like the 60s and 70s. You think he didn't like politics? He was an American graffiti. It's all about that. Oh my God, he hated the war and shit. He was a big car guy. Like, read a book. What are you saying? What do you watch the movies, because man? Because every other kid's movie. That's every movie. It's you, crazy. They're literally, I guess the argument is truly that because it takes place in a different universe, it has no relevance to real world politics. It cannot be equated. It cannot possibly be. Which is absurd, right? Because there's a lot of parallels intentionally. They didn't end up there by accident. God, good, thing there's no, good thing there's no class inequality in Aladdin because that genie's there. And we don't have genies in our world. That's what, like, what? Star Wars isn't... Like, it's absurd, right? I, I'm saying because Star Wars doesn't exist, I guess. None of it actually... What? I'm saying... Uh, this evil can't be real. Star Wars doesn't isn't like a real world that George Lucas was just telling the history of, right? That's <laughs> like, that's like it, how they're acting. Is that like he, he's just like, well, no, no, it's not, I'm not making any statements here. I'm just transcribing the events as they it's, happen. It's like the Book of Revelations when like it's like Jesus came to George Lucas and was like, this is this planet out in the distance. Yeah, Check exactly. This out. Write just this write down. this down. Don't don't put any of your political flavor on there. Just convey the events. I'm sure it has no sure, relevance. To sure, this world. guy Newt uh, Gunray sounds like Newt Gingrich, but don't even worry about that. It's ridiculous. It's just again to to say that because the empire isn't called the Nazis, that being couldn't that be the Nazis. empire is not parallel and that there's nothing, there's no fascism there. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. That's absurd. Yeah, here's the thing. When I was younger, obviously I learned, I watched Star Wars before I learned about a lot about Nazis. I was like, that's weird. They're also called stormtroopers, and it was a weird thing in your head. They're like, like that's the biggest thing. They're like, they're literally called the same thing. Like, what? I ugh. so they literally have a group of people whose job it is to go to your house and question you if you follow a certain religion, <laughs> and then they kill you. Mm. Hmm. You don't see. I'm, I'm not following. Right. So, but Jedi are Jedi. There's no Jedi in our world. So, right. The Nazis didn't go after. Uh, no, Jack. I see. I, I think you're confused. Oh, okay. The okay. Nazis did not go after Jedi. So there's no. Right. They just went after all those Jewish people. So there's <laughs> no correlation because they couldn't there. find any Jedi. They're like, well, I guess we can go after <laughs> Jews instead. Yeah. There's no. There's actually zero correlation there because the Nazis didn't go after. They. They're actually. See, I think you're confused, Jack, because <laughs> Nazi Germany was called Nazi Germany, and then the Empire is called the Galactic Empire, and so there's. <laughs> They're not the same. There's a bit, you're right. There's a bit of distance there that I hadn't considered. <laughs> so there you go. That's great, isn't it? <sighs> Star Wars fans continue being all. I can't. They can't be real people. That's how it feels sometimes. Can you know. imagine having a child in 1970 odd? <laughs> you take them to see this new space movie in when they're seven and they love it. It's their favorite thing. And then when they grow up, they just yell at minorities on Twitter <laughs> about it. About yeah. it. They just become a real boomer. Yeah. And they're just mad at yeah racial and sexual minorities on, online about enjoying it as well because when they were then when they first saw it they were too young to understand any political implications so there possibly cannot be any 
yeah. in it. There's never been any. But now that they're old enough where they recognize and they say, why have you put them in there? Where have these come from? <laughs> they My Star Wars didn't have political undertone. It did. It did. You it always has. It's, always it's like has. that meme with the astronaut. <laughs> Star Wars is political? Always has. Always has been. And then he shoots him. That's me. I'm going to get all these dumb boomers on Twitter and put put them down. Line them temple to temple all the line. <laughs> and delete their Twitter accounts. Yeah. They'd have the same temple to temple for that, but it was a fun visual. No, no, no. Metaphorically. Metaphorically temple to temple. Metaphysically, in the Twitterscape. You know in like old movies when they would go into the internet and they're, yeah. they're running around? That's me, and I'm just deleting their Like Twitter. in the Emoji movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So let's take a tech out of this into The Boys Season 3. And we got five episodes of The Boys to talk about. That's right. We're actually not as far behind as you might guess, because they put out three of those at once. Yeah. Which is weird. Puts, there's puts only folks eight. like us in a strange spot where we try to talk about it, because then you're just like, what's even the point of talking about the first two, really? Yeah. Kind of get all cut up to speed with the third one. Oh, yeah. But so, more or less, okay, let's, let's real quick, where do we start this season at, right? So we start this season, and it's been a year since season two, and everyone's kind of chill. Like everyone's kind of there's kind of like an unspoken peace between all our, all of our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Huey works for the Bureau of Superhero People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it's called. Working yeah. for the head popper lady who he yep. doesn't know is head popper lady yet. Indeed, Butcher is kind of like his man in the inside who just goes, "Hey, cunt!" He does that fun thing. Yeah, Butcher's like their muscle. Their muscle with Frenchie. Butcher and Frenchie and Kimiko. And Kimiko. A mother MM is out. He's not doing it anymore. Uh, Starlight is just hanging on the seven, and Homelander's kind of chill. Not chill, but he's like not actively evil. Not I guess. quite. He's kind of had to lay low a bit because of the fallout for because of his Nazi girlfriend. Because of his Nazi girlfriend, so they've kind of made him go a little. He's got to be a little more measured for the time being. And then yeah. not for long though. Well, yeah. Uh, this is the thing, right? So like, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily strictly a complaint, but definitely something I noticed. Is that it does kind of start the season, and, and between the end of last season and the beginning of this season, you're like, okay, they're kind of actually change things up, right? But it takes us all of, like, what, one, two episodes to just be back to the status quo mm. of the first two seasons. Because when it, yeah, when they learn that, um, what's her name? Natalie. They call her Vicky. Vic- right? uh, Victoria. call her Vicky. When they realize that she is a soup and blew up all those people's heads... He was just like, all right, you're right. We can't do things the the right the right way, quote unquote, right? We just got to do things your way, Billy. You're right. And then MM comes back, and they're all just the team again. <laughs> yeah. Just true. like that. The boys are back. Backing together. So, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's strictly a complaint, but it's definitely something that happens. Is that yeah. We're, we're just back to the status quo of the first three. And then Homelander kind of starts going crazy, and he's trying to kill Stormlight. Yeah. Not Stormlight. Excuse me. Uh, Starlight? Starlight. I mixed her up to a Stormfront. Yeah, he does. He just goes bananas, right? He's really going wild. So he really kind of pays off what he's been threatening for like the whole show, which is basically just like he's got all the power. He really could just do whatever he wants, right? Like, but, does he say it this season, right? The whole like love or feared thing? Or is, I think, yeah, season? I think he says it this season. Definitely comes up, right? Yeah, and then they try to threaten him with the one of the big ones that shows him is they threaten him with the plane video. And he's like, do it. I'd lose everything, but then I have nothing to lose. Exactly. And then I'll just destroy everything like I, no one can literally no literally one can just kill me. millions of people yeah because it's all th- yeah his thing is like he's been content for the most part because he gets to be rich and famous and everything and everyone loves him and because he's like a horrible egomaniac. narcissist egomaniac he's been ha- he's been content with that right but then basically he reaches his breaking point with all the like groveling and having to apologize for having a nazi girlfriend and he's just like you know what i won't anymore <laughs> you know, i just do my speech my like based quote-unquote, for yeah. incel speech. 
when he's like, they're controlling me like a puppet, and I won't let it happen. And then everyone on Fortune's like, cool. Blows up, right? So he gets Vicky on his side, and instead of going after Homelander, she goes after Stan. She goes after. She gets Juan Carlos Esposito. She gets Juan Carlos Esposito, her dad, kind of. What do you think about him? That's interesting, because I was like, at first I was like, oh, he adopted a girl just to use her, basically. Do you like? You but not... then they actually seem to like each other. Yeah. Like, I mean, so... he, I mean, he, his, he kind of has complexity, a granddaughter. Jack. Like yeah. we've been saying the whole time. It's complexity. I mean, yeah. he looked genuinely hurt when he's like, "Yeah." I, I kind of proud. He's like, well, "I, I taught you, how, I yeah. taught you to do this." So you know, which is interesting. Again, we've been saying that this whole show, like, they are actually, I don't know. There's, there's definitely nuance with the way they handle these characters. Of like, yeah, he's, we've shown him to be all the whole show so far, like this ruthless, cutthroat businessman. But no, he also is like actually has a kid that he cared about, kind of. Even though ultimately she was also an ends, yeah, a weapon an for him, for him, a tool in his arsenal. He also did kind of like her. And and her kid, her yeah. result, he's given she's given her kid compound V in the spine. Yeah, weird, right? Oh, that seems uncomfortable. Like when her back just her, I don't like her it. Skin's like tearing up. Ugh. Do you, what do we think about it? Was it because she was ill, or like is she trying to fix something, or she just wants her kids to have superpowers? I think to protect her kid because she, from yeah, Homelander to make her strong. So she okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's like, why hasn't she done it this up until this point? But that would be why. Because she was like, oh, she'll just be normal. But now she's like, okay, you gotta have superpowers so that another Homelander can't murder you. Yeah, another an, well, a new kind of development in this. There's two kind of two new ones that are kind of major. Uh, one less major. So one of the things is that there's a new kind of compound V that's green and it's temporary. It only gives you powers for 24 hours, but it makes it gives you those powers. And Butcher gets it because he's working with Maeve as his like man on the has she's her, she's his man on the inside mm. to give him feed him data. So he gets powers, and he's him and Huey start taking it throughout uh, as these episodes go on because they kind of need to, um, and they're kind of falling off the wagon a bit. They're kind of becoming the things they swore to destroy, and Butcher is kind of content with that. He's like, "No, this is like I'm kind of fucked, and I kind of I'm gonna have to do this anyway." And you know, as I'm and then yeah. Huey is kind of I say kind of in denial about what will happen because he's like, "No, no, I'll, I'm strong now." I don't, I'm not going to use it all the time, but you know, I I can I need it sometimes, which obviously is going to be like, well, you're going to you're going to keep using it because yeah. the power and all that. So, oh, I guess the main part of this season, not to jump around too much, is that they're trying to find a way to kill Homelander. Yeah, and then the very beginning, f- they learn about this potentially something that could kill him because so we're introduced to Soldier Boy, who was like the Homelander before Homelander. He's your he's Captain America, obviously, right? Yeah, he fought in World War Two and all, and um. He was like, yeah, he was Homelander before Homelander. He's, he's very super strong, strong durable, super powerful, durable. Yeah, he's like way better than actual Captain America is in the comics because mm. he's yeah, like indestructible. He's kind of like a a Captain America parallel, but also it's kind of like a Bucky Winter Soldier parallel and stuff because the Russians get him and they they experiment him on him and everything for and dozens of years. Yeah, they learn about this whole thing of like they killed him. Turns out they did not; they were not able to kill him. And he he is the weapon, right? They put the I think they put the weapon in him. It's him. It's the explosion thing he can do now. Yeah. Okay. I think they had a weapon, and they put that in his body. Because, I mean, at least where we are at right now, we know that he uses on, a, on Kimiko. Kimiko, and she loses her powers, maybe, entirely? I think that's, I think that's the idea, is that either, either temporarily, temporarily yeah. or permanently, it nullifies their abilities. Which would, yeah, be helpful for beating the shit out of Homelander. Because it nullifies ability and then just rip his head off. But then, counterpoint is that, what I think, what I think is that what's going to come up is that Okay, you have a weapon to take out all the heroes. You take out all the heroes. Who takes out Soldier Boy? Right. There's nobody left. So that well, that's kind of the whole thing they get into. It's like again, that's kind of the theme of this show that we've been talking about as we've covered it, right? 
He's like, yeah, and even he says it in this episode, Butcher does, right? That absolute power makes you a whatever he says absolute makes cunt. you a con. <laughs> so that is the thing, but like again, we've talked about the show go does show you that it's not universal, right? Mm-hmm. There are still good ones. It's, it truly isn't, and like that's why he's wrong, and that his opinions are kind of unfounded. Is that the, this, this crusade of his is not just because sure. you have like Starlight and Maeve and stuff who aren't totally corrupted by it. And are not just evil. And so this idea of like, we need to kill them all because they are superheroes isn't cool. No. It's not a good idea. Yeah, it's just it's just on the warpath. I mean, they have, I really liked in the first episode when Homelander shows up to Billy's house mm-hmm. and is like, hey man, he's like, all right, well, when's the part where you kill me? He's like, I'm not going to kill you. Not yet. Because you're not like, you're not in it yet. Mm-hmm. He goes, we're getting to a point where both of us, let's just destroy everything. Because I know you want to, and I want to, because we're kind of the same. We're just fighting for different sides. And he's like, all right, I think I will. Then he yells at Ryan to kind of separate him. Here's that thing they do in movies yeah. where he, he needs to, he like makes Ryan hate him so he won't be around him. Uh-huh. But I did like that when he's like, ah, Ryan, you're good. Yeah, I, d- I, I agree. I also liked that they were having, for a while there, at least they did have a positive relationship and Butcher was actually trying. And they obviously they very much address that in the show where everyone's like, man, you're you're not horrible. <laughs> he's like, he just hugged him. That kid just hugged yeah, William Butcher. you're actually doing a good job. He actually likes you. <laughs> he played Connect Four with him. Which is fun. I'm glad that. Because we, we talked about that after the end of last season. is like, is he, is he going to stick around? Are they going to use him more? What's what's going to happen there? And yes, huh. the answer is yes. Butcher's actually being like a dad to him, which is nice. Watching his videos he sends. Yeah, real good. That was nice. It's kind of sad, obviously. It was very yeah, sad. It was nice. He's, he's real good at making those Lego videos, man. Good he is, yeah, real good at him. He did the blind side. Yeah, he did the blind side. <laughs> <laughs> he did Dances with Wolves. He did. That's a long-ass movie. Did he do the whole thing? He must yeah. have. I mean, what else is he going to do? He lives in like a, a like Truman <laughs> Show-esque true. town. He has no friends. And nor TV. Man. So yeah, let's go, what else do we want to cover? These episodes. Um, he always gets the thing. Uh, so M.M., let's get him. He, his, he's divorced. Yeah. And his wife, his wife married him for Todd. Tough. Every divorced man has a, his ex-wife's new guy is named Todd. <laughs> it's always a Todd, isn't it? It's always a Todd. That's another or Larry. for you, isn't it? And then he's real into Homelander. He's yeah. like, no, he's saying a lot of good stuff. And he's like, no. His daughter's real into Homelander and all the superheroes. And, he, and at first he's kind of tolerant of it. But then as the season goes on and it gets much, it gets worse. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. No. <laughs> Which, fair. Yeah. Homelander's kind of the worst. We learned that Soldier Boy killed his family. Did we know that before? Yeah. Um, we knew that, we only I don't knew know that, if we knew that specifically. We knew that his dad. We knew that his dad was going after him. But we, I guess we didn't know why. And this, this seems to be a why. Some yeah. kind of family, family tragedy thing. And he's like freaking out. His OCD is going off the rails, and he's like kind of losing his mind. Uh, and then Frenchie, I'm kind of disappointed by Frenchie. He's not. He's kind of just kind of not doing a whole lot. He wants to leave. That's yeah. his thing, right? Is they're they're done with it. Which, like, I guess is fair. We, we've kind of talked about. It's like, what is Frenchie's personal stake in all this? Yeah, it seems like the big thing, and they they really addressed this a lot with his character stuff this season. Was just that he had nowhere to go. And that's how he kind of ended up with them, mm-hmm. right? Because we seen sli- last season he was like this aimless kind of vagabond, and so he's kind of given anything, and that's why he stuck with them. But he doesn't have the personal stake like they do, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he doesn't have a family thing going on, so it kind of makes sense. And like Kimiko, we learn really has grown to resent her powers and everything, which fair, like she, yeah. she didn't want them. Why would you want to be like a yeah horrible monster, kind of monster? Even though she's not, like that's that's her perception of it right mm-hmm. that's the thing she kind of has to work through that's like that's the classic thing mm-hmm. right is that hopefully her arc will be like no you're you like this doesn't define you either way like having this doesn't make you bad but yeah 
She doesn't like what she's a- capable of doing. She doesn't like killing people a lot, and she's killed lots of people throughout lots the show. Lots of people. She kills so, that guy with dildos. Yeah. I was. I, was, I do want to talk about that just in the generalities. Is like, the show keeps up its tone, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, we talked about, right, so far. It's really interesting. Like, it's a very unique kind of blend. Yeah. Where it's got, like, the genuine bleakness, but then also... Like, weird, like, kind of dark, like, black comedy kind of stuff. Yeah, very black comedy. Huey cutting off Lamplighter's hand after he sets himself on fire. Kimiko killing those guys with dildos. The Ant-Man guy in the first episode crawling up his partner's dick and exploding. Exploding into the inside. How is that comfortable? How is that? People are into that, man. That's a real thing. I mean, not little men, but, like... Like, like objects like catheters yeah yeah i guess so which is weird because yeah everyone hates that but then some people some people are into that man ah, i agree icky, icky icky but i was like this is it this is the vibe like this is i mean it was st- I, even still you're like man episode one did, really did you, did you see that i saw something before i started watching that it was because i didn't see it in the episode yet but i just saw this little quote from the director he's like oh yeah that scene from the first episode was based on the ant-man and thanos's ass theories so we, we get into that yeah Cause, well yeah because he's trying to get into the into uh Frenchie's butt. <laughs> yeah, he's going. Oh, but do you leave? Give me a call. So yeah, like again, it was it was pretty extreme even for this show, but it is mostly on brand, right? Yeah. Of like, yeah, this is what this show is. Just like this wild. What if superheroes existed and they were all just like sexual it's deviants? Deep. I mean, you kind of would be. <laughs> yeah. And then he puts that guy in the cocaine bag and shakes him he up. Shakes him up. And he ODs. Oh yeah, you got the way too much. Way too much. Fortunately. <laughs> That, well, those cocaine little... Oh, my God. He was in a pile of it as big as him. Yeah. Buried like ash from a volcano <laughs> or snow. So, like, the stuff like that's good. And like, like I said, the satire, like, is genuinely good. Oh, the Pepsi commercial with A-Train? Yes, yes. That's good. I got something more important. And then he walks off. Uh, A-Train's kind of trying to change the better. The Deep is back. I hate the Deep. He's the worst. He's kind of awful. And this one, he's like, even... He's just... I don't know. He's, he's just kind of lame, man. Yeah. Which is like his, the point of him, I'm saying, but still. It's not fun to watch all the his time. His wife is like really pushing him this this season to be like, I don't know, get more money and power and influence. A-Train and him are both just like thoroughly under Homelander's thumb again, mm-hmm. it seems. Yeah. Oh, A-Train can't run anymore because his heart looks Yeah, blood. yeah. Because they're trying to get allies, right? That we're, that's what we're building up to is they're like, how many people can we get together to try to kill Homelander? And I do appreciate that like, They've really just kind of committed to that at this point, at least for the time being. That is their goal. It's just like, hey, we just got to get this guy because we just have to kill him. You can't reason with him because you're just always going to be on the razor's edge. He's just not well. And and again, they kind of address that. Like, it's not necessarily his fault. Maeve says that, right? Like, she pities him. Like, he's had an unfortunate set of circumstances here, but the reality is just that he's got to be stopped. He's got to go. He's got to get out of here. He takes down everything. He's like somehow just the head they've all just accepted him as the head of the company again just through sheer like violence right yeah threat of violence he has no like in he shouldn't have any influence but he goes to the board meeting they're all just like yeah homelander whatever you say and he's like and she like, he's not the controlling shareholder he's not the c they let him appoint the ceo it's 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 insanity right but he's just finally been like you know what i can do whatever i want because i'll kill you all otherwise so and i'll I know laser it. your brains out and i could fly across the world mm-hmm. I, and even like He's not even scared of the head popper lady who's like can get most people. He's like, try it. Yeah, because if it didn't work, then <laughs> you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Also, get to see Black Noir's face. He's just kind of some guy. Oh yeah, he's just a, we see him in the past at least. Yeah. He's a guy, and the reason he doesn't take off anymore is because he's horribly scarred, he's really messed up. He's yeah. like blinded. It's, one of his eyes is like yeah, oh, yeah. We don't. We still don't. It's weird though. Like, what is his power? Because we've seen him nowadays, like in in the recent seasons, right? He seems to not really be affected by physical damage. 
I think he might just be really tanky. I think like I think he probably has all like the superheroes like fat strength, speed, tankiness, and then he probably just like. Real I good wonder at- if anything changed though from then. Like, why is he still? Because if you know what I'm saying, like, how come he was able? Why did he get so messed up back then? But now he doesn't react at all. Because his brain's all screwed up. Because yeah, like that, something that injury on his head burned out his nerves or something. Yeah. He doesn't even feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting though. Oh, it was very that fun. whole sequence was kind of neat. Oh yeah, because we got young Edgar and young Grace, and they're in the and the superheroes are just horrible. Oh, that moth guy just flying around. They're just useless, really. Like they're much bigger harms than they were helped. They just kill out. all her men, right? Accident, yeah, they're just killing a lot of her men. A lot of a lot of fratricide going on there. Yeah, or like that, uh, what is it, gunpowder bullet head or the like sidekick was. Just on sh- that Tommy gun, like, couldn't control himself. Like when they go to that, when Butcher goes to the gun thing to meet up with him, and he's like, got anything in your pockets? And he pulls out the gun and he goes, oh, good, nice piece. And then he's like, welcome. And then it like pans and he's in Oh, the, yeah, that, that was a big one in the that was funny. style convention thing. The VRA, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because we got, well, Gunpowder, I guess, was also kind of his Bucky. Even though Soldier Boy is almost his own Bucky, Gunpowder is also there. Yeah. Also kind of assaulted by Soldier Boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the whole thing. Again, they're all just horrible. They're all just horrible. Apparently, I was watching some interview stuff, which is interesting to me because there's only like three episodes left. And they're really promoting that Jensen Ackles is Soldier Boy. So he must get more dialogue soon and like talking and flashbacks. Well, yeah. When they first, like in the first couple episodes and we see that he is just a... uh, in the past, I was like, oh, this is weird. Is he just going to be like various flashbacks and things? But they have obviously brought him forward mm. to the now. So I think he'll be around plenty. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's already gotten a fair bit of play, even if you just cover the past stuff. I mean, that's true. I, as you, I remember I just saw some interview thing where he said, uh, Jensen Ackles, like, yeah, I was real surprised at the stuff they're going to have me do. I called the uh, writer and was like, am I really going to do all this stuff? He's like, <laughs> yeah, you are, buddy. Let's go. That's fun. Uh, what else? I don't think there's too much else because we're trying to cover like five at once. Yeah. Starlight's friend got murdered. Oh yeah, only, I did not expect that. Only just was like, and now he's dead. And I tore, I literally just tore him to pieces. Mm-hmm. Just punched through him a few times, I guess. Even Butcher kind of have a thing, like for briefly. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, like I said, like like you were saying the the Pepsi commercial, clear, the clear analogy there. They're getting into like A Train's trying to be like, ah, I'm a friend of the, I'm a, I'm, I'm down for the cause or whatever. And his brother even is like, you weren't though. You're not. Like this seems fake, which is like the thing of all yeah. corporation types, right? Be like, yeah, no, Black Lives Matter. And it's like, listen, you're not actually doing anything. Yeah. Like, now that your numbers are down, you're going to come in here and be like, yeah, I, I support you guys. So, like, that's cool. Again, like, they definitely address it. I'm just trying to think of, I don't remember what it was. What is the very first, or like, the second episode, second or third episode starts with, like, a, is it like a, is it like a fucking commercial or something? I don't remember. Maybe I'm just thinking of that commercial. Oh, no, I, I just remember a couple points thinking, like, the satire is on point in this Oh, season. yeah, 100%. Which again is like it's just there's so much going on in this show, that, and they really do manage to juggle it in like a satisfying way. Like at times it is very like grim, right? Like I've seen people saying that about the season of like, oh, it continues to be the 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 grimmest show on TV, and I'm like, I don't know about that, but it's pretty grim, right? Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And again, it's got the superhero stuff still, and again, it, while it does have like the the shock factor of like the gore and the gruesome stuff it also does have like the genuine sort of earnest at times of like hey superheroes can be good maybe though and like again you have like starlight and them who are still good and and believe in like the platonic ideals of what superheroes are supposed to be about oh we did the musical bit you like that i did think that was fun that was fun i do you think kimiko's gonna actually talk i don't know is that her actual actor does she sound like that yeah I think so. In real life, you think? That's her singing voice? Because she sings a couple times. I think that's her actual voice. In, like, her imagination, at least. 
Okay. Because they've had her speak twice now. So I'm, I'm thinking she might not like start well, speaking full sentences. Was that real or what? Because when she starts to talk and then it goes into the... That wasn't sing- real. I don't think she actually said no. any of that to him, right? But I think she wants to. Yeah. She's trying. Yeah. Which I guess shows us that it's not... Oh, this. This was part of it. The the Pageants. superhero pageantry. They they actually show us that on made, directly. Made the little girl dance really provocatively. I didn't like that. She was singing Britney Spears. That's no good. You hate that. But that's real. That's satire because that's a real thing that happens. She's without super, yeah, <laughs> superpowers. Pe- people really do that. Mm, upsetting. Homeowner's naked watching himself. I was reading there's like they're, that building that they're in, the, the gridiron building there, right? In the comic, that's actually their headquarters as well, which is neat. It's a neat detail. Um, oh, there's that part where... Homelander makes him eat the, the, the octopus, octopus that, that he can talk to. That he's in love he's with. just cool. He's like he's begging for his life. Homelander's just a just like mean more than anything. Yeah. Obviously, we know that, but like it's not even just it. Yeah, he truly is just a cruel person without any need or like to achieve anything. He just does it because he can. He just does it because he's horrible and cruel. And that's when the pity kind of leaves, right? Yeah. It's one thing to be like, okay, you understand why he has this like incessant need to be loved because he didn't have a fucking he didn't have parents and stuff, yeah. right? Like that is there's something to that. Oh, is this maybe? Oh, the, the direct, yeah, the, the like the uh, movie about the church coming clear or whatever. What's the yes. actual version of that? It's like the Scientology thing. They do that. It's just something like that's real fun. They're ver- they're genuinely good at doing satire on this show. There's the Crimson, whatever she's called, Crimson Countess, who's doing the thing about the apes. <laughs> Thinking about chimps can't cry. <laughs> that's fun. But she wants to build that ape sanctuary. Good for her, I guess. And then it was interesting um, when. They tie her up to give to Soldier Boy as like a okay, we'll, we'll do a little team up, as Butcher yeah. said. And she's like, "How much did they pay?" And he goes, "Didn't pay anything. We uh, you to them because we hated you. Mm-hmm. Like you were awful." And then he kills her. They go to uh, Vaultland. That's oh, obviously yeah. kills of, that Homelander guy. Yeah, yeah, explodes him. And then you see his head. And then he's like, "Yeah, I ruined." And then then Kimiko feels bad. Everyone dies so gruesomely. <laughs> I mean, you would though. All those powers, man. They just make people explode into big bits of flesh. Oh yeah. What are, you, what are you looking for? I don't know, just stuff to talk about. <laughs> Most, I really, I don't know. Like I, I said, I just think that I just thought the satire was on point this season. That's all. I think they're really good at doing, like, addressing whether they're satirizing, like, sometimes the superhero genre, right? Yeah. At times, but in also like real world shit. Again, like people are pointing out, obviously, this is very much like an an allegory for actual fascism, and like that's what Homelander's doing in this one, right? He's being a fascist. This is how it happens. Is like you get a guy, and he's all like, "Hey, I don't." We do what we want, right? I'm tired of apologizing for being horrible. And everyone's like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you know, it's very much like a populist kind of Trump-esque thing in reality, right? Oh, absolutely. Of like, he goes on TV and everyone's like, you're not so bad. I, I agree with what you're saying. All the horrible shit you've been saying on the there. The worst things you've ever said. Yeah. Oh, when uh, one scene that was really like, int- I mean, he's just like, every scene, I'm like, every scene Homelander's in, I'm like, geez, man, he's just. What is he going to do? What is he going to do? Like um, when he sees A-Train before he changes his costume into that like more traditional yeah. back to his roots the kind African of thing. African colors, yeah. basically. Uh, and he's like, you're eating a lot of food. And just see a fat fuck. I hate you. And then he walks <laughs> off and he's like, fuck you. And he goes, what'd you say? What? And he grabs him, and he's like, say it again. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He goes, if you ever say it again, I'll kill you. And I was yeah, like, whoa. That's the thing, right? He's just the worst. And then Adrian is a switch, because you think he's going to be on the team because he hates him, but he's yeah. so scared. He's like, nah, I'm, I can't let this guy get near me. He'll kill everyone I know and love. So what do we think? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. What's the, what's the, lang- what's the like, long tail on this show? But season four, I looked it up. It's okay. season four. Okay. So what I think here... I don't think they're going to kill Homelander this show, Here's this what, season, but I feel like they're really building towards it. I think 
what might happen is that they're going to try to kill him. And then Soldier Boy is going to like escape and do his own thing. And then season four might be they're all kind of apart. But Homelander is more on edge because he has to find Soldier Boy because he's the one thing that can kill him. Mm-hmm. And then maybe and then I'm this is my idea if there's only five seasons, which hopefully there are only just five. because I think that's enough for a show like this. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth season is when they like actually kill Homelander and get rid of heroes. And then like they're kind of like. Trying the to, bad ones. They yeah. need to somehow rehabilitate it. I don't think the answer to this is kill everyone who has superpowers. No, I meant like destroy right, the right, V right. so there's yeah. no more that exists. That's probably for the best. Yeah. And like dismantle Vought as a thing, this whole corporatization of them. Yeah. Right. It's clear. It, that's clearly the problem, right? If these people were just actually trying to help people and be superheroes, that wouldn't be, the, that wouldn't be bad. It's bad because they're all like, yeah, horrible. Just right in her spine. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's no good. She's really having a bad time with it. But yeah, good stuff. I'm enjoying it so far for sure. Me Again, too. it's just got really good production. Value. They really do know what they're doing with this. I'm glad that the first season, you know, caught on like it did because they really seem to. This is like their flagship show for the most part. Oh, 100%. It's crazy that this is the same studio who did like Wheel of Time, Wheel of time right? Because it just looks so much better. Oh, yeah. They seem to. Also, if you notice that these sub, these uh, descriptions are like really weird, they're not oh, like yeah. the actual episode. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's fun. Which of the seven inspired dildos? That's you, good. If you look at them all, they're all kind of like that. So now you're at Vault nice. Plus, the season finale of American Hero. Three contestants will remain. See, that's even that, right? Yeah. Just it's like, like American Idol, but it's good stuff. It's great. Like, And when they do these different little, whether it's the flashback or the old commercials or the movie, right? The actual, I don't know, the look of it changes. Yeah, in to a way fit that, that style. I mean, it looks great. They, they, they're actually, they're good at it. All good right. show, man. We're two thumbs up from us, right? Two thumbs so up. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the yeah Soldier Boy will just be the thing of like we were gonna use him to get him, but he's too out of control himself. We gotta kill him, and Homeliner's gonna have to be saved for a different day. Yeah, because like when he got out, and then he just starts going, he just explodes in fucking New York. I was like, oh, they've made an error. Yeah, he's just going crazy, and he can't. He doesn't seem like he can control. No, it, it doesn't. So yeah, he's it, whether he even wants to or not. Although he does seem to be just as bad as any of them, right? Mm-hmm. With his whole yeah, Diddlin is. Is sidekick and, and all that. You'd be better if you smiled more, the commander. Right, horrible. So Me in Nicaragua. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to get God, I think, and that's gonna detract distract them at least for a time from Homeliner. But yeah, like I said, I do like that they're just like, yeah, we just gotta kill him at some point. And again, he he won't that won't solve it all, but it's a good start because he's the he's both the worst of them and the best of them, right? Mm-hmm. He's the strongest of them, who's also the worst person. So God, he's like I said, Superman. Man. Why has, never, why has no one ever thought of this? Why has no one thought about evil Superman? If only there wasn't like this and Omni-Man and Brightburn. What if Omni-Man absolute, power? What if absolute power made you? Corrupted you, absolutely. Corrupted you, absolutely. Who could, even, who could imagine? Well, all right. We're ready to move on. We'll cover yeah. this next week, of course, as of course. it progresses. So. Well, I take out of this into the finale, a little late, of Under the Banner of Heaven. That's right. Yeah, it was fine. It, yeah. I Just kind of ends. Well, that's kind of the thing. That's, I guess that's, quote unquote, the problem. Not that it's a problem, but that's just the reality of a show like this, which is all built on the sort of mystery of it, is that when it culminates and they just solve it, there's no, like, the suspense is gone. Yeah. So. It's kind of just it. But you got to do there. I mean, there's some good stuff in it, right? Yeah. yeah. I Not the murder part, though. Where are you going? I got the book. Oh, cool. So I just thought it was interesting on the book here. You want to read the cover there? Uh, National bestseller, John Crackhor. Yeah, close enough. Author of Into the Wild and Into the Air. You didn't need to read all into that. Thin Under the Banner of Heaven, a story of violent faith. On July 24th, 1984, a woman and her infant daughter were murdered by two brothers 
believe they were ordered to kill by God. The roots of their crime lie deep in the history of America's religion practiced by millions. I just thought it was interesting that on the cover of the book there, it just straight up tells you that the two brothers did it, right? Yes. It's very interesting, yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, we kind of knew the whole time, but there was there was still some kind of misrepresentation. That was really all I wanted to get at. But, like, in this book here, or in, rather, in the show, they preserve that until the very end. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we'll have to report back at some point after I've read this book um, to do the differences. But I think maybe the book is less of, like, a police... This is more of, like, a... Like just like a, a true account. Yeah, I think it's probably less. Yeah, because less like, dramatization to it. Because there's a fucking bibliography at the end. Well, yes. Like the other thing notes. is like I've read that this book is very much. It's it's the majority of it is about the history of Mormonism than it is about the story, the specific case. Whereas it's the inverse for the show, right? And we talked about, didn't we? I said right that um the character Jeb. He's fiction. He's, he's fictional. fictional. It's probably Bill too. Yeah, I'm sure most. I don't. I don't know if there's any like specific like detective quote unquote characters in this book, right? So, I also don't know if the investigation was as is as again just as dramatized in the in the book. But so yeah, we we've been saying it all along, and then yeah, we you get the more or less. It's not super. They don't show it 100%, which I I mean honestly I appreciate. Like I don't think that's necessary. But yeah, we get the event of them rolling up to the house and fucking killing her. And I don't know. It's interesting the way they um they show their like kind of reactions to it, right? Is that the, gosh, I'm not going to mess up their names again. So which one's the oldest? Ron. So Ron is kind of hesitant, and then his brother... Just convinces him. His brother's just kind of fucking crazy. Like, we talked about how Ron is, I think, a more relatable character throughout this because... He's got, like, real reasons to yeah, like, fall into you, this. To an extent, you understand where he's come from of, like, yeah, it took his family, and he's got this horrible upbringing with his dad and all that. Like, he's kind of a product of, of his whole environment, but... His brother, less so, is just kind of fucking crazy. Just he's absolutely like, insane. Because he's, you know, in that moment, he's like, well, if we don't do it, then that means you have to admit that you were wrong and I'm right and I'm God now, <laughs> basically. Right? I'm Brigham Young. I'm the I'm the reincarnate. It's, it's you or me. I think it's me. I think God told me it was me, but you think God told you it was you. So you, if you think you're wrong, if you admit you're wrong now, that means I'm right and you gotta listen to me. Or we just gotta kill the wild. Kill, kill her now. I mean, I'll do it. And you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? And they cut that vacuum, and she's like begging. Ugh, it was very uncom- it's, it's never fun watching someone beg for their life. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then those two brothers are just sitting in the back, like, "What's going on, guys?" They just let that happen. Yeah, that's fucked. They didn't like fucked. go like, "Hey, stop those men! They're gonna kill that woman." That lady didn't do anything. She watched nope. that bearded man just walk up to her house that she didn't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, it's, that's just how it is, man. Like people just don't. Sometimes they just don't do stuff because they're mm-hmm. afraid of what happened to them. Just good God. Ugh. So they track them all the way down to Reno. That's where they've ended up because, I don't know, they just seem kind of aimless, right? Dude, what, were they trying to get to somewhere? No, they're trying to make enough money to keep killing. That was, a, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that's right. They wanted to bet it because they really kind of lost whatever plot they had of like, we're going to bring back the church or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess in their own twisted way, they really think that if they kill enough of these people, then they're going to somehow purify it all. Mm. It's horrible. So they're there, and then like they're also, but he's with a he's with a woman, like a they're working both, girl or something. They're both t- having sex with like the waitress. So they've totally just like lost whatever they've abandoned their superiority ideals. they could have even po- hoped to have. Right? They've just lost it. I guess the other interesting thing is that they do find finally, um, what's the wife's name? In the Diana? present day. What's it? Diana. What's her name? Diana. Diana. Yes. I couldn't have shared you. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, the Anna? The, yes, yes. The only Anna in existence? The Anna. Yes, of course. Diana. And they find her in the current day, and she's got all her kids, and she's like, yeah, we're scared because they're fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. But they have to they break the news to her. That's no good. 
Um, but then she like escapes from they. She leaves all her kids under their protection, but she sneaks on off to get the other wife, whose name is Matilda. Yes, very good, Jack. Bravo, brother. I Glad things. to have you back, man. Look at that. Uh, well, you just watched it yesterday. To be fair, I, I watched it a couple weeks ago yeah. when it was, so it's not as fresh for me. So why? That's a that's an intense scene. Like you said, it's the same kind of thing, right? At the she's like, please, he's kidnapping her, and they're all just like, hmm? not my problem. Yeah. But she gets him. She uses the like logic against him. She yeah. twists it around. She's like, oh, you're so mighty. You can just step on people because you're just a child. And you're it's just a big dumb coward. Look at you. And it shocks him so much that he like, and he almost gets his wife. Yeah, almost. He's like, come on, Sarah, come with us. But she's too, af- actually, yeah. I mean, she's just afraid. That's, that's good. I guess they get out of it at least. Like that's some semblance of like a victory, a hope, hopeful ending, I guess. Because then she gets to be reunited with her daughters, presumably and all, which is good. Because the two husbands are just going to go to prison forever. I think actually, I think they die, don't they? They probably get the I think death they get penalty. Put to death. It's Utah in the '80s, so they didn't fuck around. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they get the death penalty. They would probably. I would most assumedly. Because he says that a couple times in the show, he's like, "Utah's got the death penalty, my boy. <laughs> They're going to get you." So, yeah, I mean, I, I did like when Jeb's like, "If you find them, don't." even make them bleed because then they're gonna they're, then it's gonna right. justify it to themselves their know? whole thing about ble- like yeah when they're fighting each other at the end there and he's gonna kill his brother because he's like well yep only the strongest lives or whatever the hell they're yeah. just again they're just crazy they've lost anything but, but they're like i'm gonna get you and he's like make me bleed brother then i'll be right <laughs> so he's like trying to choke him out so that there is no blood and then but he's then trying he's to smack in his own nose or it's insane they're insane they're yeah. absolutely it's, it's absolutely insanity and then that guy comes over to jeb and from in the um, police precinct, I was like, the Holy Spirit told me to come find you, which was just his wife. Yeah. And was and that again, I, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, uh, just forget about it. He's like, what? No. Oh, then he talks about, yeah, that guy also said like, yeah, do you remember when you uh, were researching that other guy who wanted to be a Boy Scout leader? Yeah. And that stopped. He's like, yeah, because you guys told his wife not to bring up child molestation charges. You told her to stop doing that. And he goes, mm, see you later. And then Alan calls him out. <laughs> Well, because he's trying to use that against. He's like, mm, you you went around company, you went around department policy. You shouldn't have been looking into that, even though we asked you to or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, well, and then it didn't even get anywhere. We didn't even. Yeah. Again, that guy didn't even get arrested. And it's like, yeah, because you told them not. You didn't want. Again, it's all about like, oh, we got to save face for us. Actual like any actual justice and should be damned. And that's the whole problem with the again like the at least the organized side of it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably something. There's some good in there. Of like, yeah, helping people and being being kind and yeah, being and stuff. kind and being whatever spiritual, I guess. But then, yeah, it's all this corruption of the people involved that like weighs it all down. What do you think of that? I guess that was a culmination because towards we've been saying for the past couple of weeks of it, right? As it as the mystery side of it really did kind of wrap up and became pretty clear. We were saying that like his personal character of it became more interesting. Like, what where is he gonna go? Yeah. So, what do we think of how it wraps up? Because kind of doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. I was a little disappointed by that payoff. There. Yeah, yeah, that's I would because then um like Bill has that whole speech and he's like, yeah, like your people lied to you. Everything you know is just kind of a lie. Like your truths can contradict. Well, they're, yeah, they're like yelling at each other in the desert. And he's, he's like, like well, if they're not here, like we, I, if they're not here, they lied to us, and if they lied to us. Diana's gonna die, and we need to find it. And he's like, dude. They're not lying. I mean, what is he saying? He's like, well, my, they taught me to like, listen were, to himself. Yeah, there's all that. That it, whole thing. And he put on this earth to like dissuade me from the true path. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you fucking moron. Don't be stupid. But then, yeah, the culmination of it kind of goes, ah, yeah, it doesn't really go. At the end, he's just kind of back with his wife and his kids and they're just hanging out. And like, that's nice, I guess. But you kind of thought that they were going to go somewhere with that. I thought so, too. 
Because his wife puts down the hard line of it as well, though, I guess, of like, nah, like, you got to be, you got to be in it or I'm going to leave you. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my kids. And she's like, and even though he's like, women are taught to like be subservient and like our, my daughters are already writing that shit in their journals, like just because they like, it's in, it's internalized in them. And that's, I don't like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, actually, it's probably fine though. Well, that's kind of how it feels. At the end, he just goes back to keep the status quo of it all. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. I guess I will pretend. Or like, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's meant to be a little vague. Like, we don't need to see his whole life play out to know how he lives yeah. it afterwards. But there is some moments, even still, right? So, like, at the very, very end, right, is he takes his... Is they go to Zion, right? Or some national park. Yeah. He goes somewhere nice, and they're, like, hanging out there. And he brings his mom, and his mom's like, oh, this is glorious. It's oh, thank God. God. And he's like... You know, what if it just is, though? Like, what if God, you know, can't we just enjoy it for us? Yeah. And, the, uh, and yeah. his mom's like, yeah, yeah, we can. And Bill says, I think it ties back when Bill says to him, he's like, well, if it'd be more interesting if it's just here without anybody trying. Like, isn't it better if, in a sense, in a way? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah. And then Bill sings that um, Paiute song and the Catholic prayer. He's like, yeah, it's all just kind of in me. It doesn't have any power. I don't think it has any power, but I just do it for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we hear, then we hear, just see a whole scene of Mormons just murdering a group of wagon people because they don't like them and pretending to be natives. Yeah, to fucking blackmail them. Mm-hmm. It's tough, man. Because like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess you're not supposed to get any easy like answers out of this. And they said that about this show is that they weren't trying to like fucking fully be like Mormonism sucks, dissuade people from it entirely, right? That's not what the show is supposed to be about necessarily. No, it's shining a light on some of it, but that's it's not a. It's more just like any religion. Like, yeah, exactly. We kind of talk. If you about take that. it too far, things are gonna. You're just like what Alan says. I re- I realized that when they said they had a revelation, it was just like I want this to happen, so I'm gonna pretend and take advantage mm-hmm. of these people. Ryan, Dan, what do you mean? Like they're just sitting there being like, I had a revelation. It's just <laughs> I want to kill you. Just the two of them back and forth. Being like, well, God told me this. Well, actually, God told me the other thing that you said. And then, yeah, they can't even, they're so, they're both so deep in it. They can't call each other out on it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then they have to, they call open themselves up to that, that same scrutiny. Of so like, they just bear themselves deeper and deeper. Like, oh, no, God told me not, actually, God told me not that. God told me that he was testing you with your thing, that your thing was not true, but he was testing you. So don't fall for that. But listen to my thing. My thing, no, God told me my thing was real, though. So... <laughs> it's just like what, what is this it's a real princess bride not the wine in front of me kind of situation indeed i cannot pick the wine in front of me but i but you would know i would think that so <laughs> it's like what are you doing so yeah i guess you know his family isn't broken at the end which is good there's together and i maybe maybe the the reality is just that they'll go a little less heavy-handed with it in the future right that maybe they'll stick around and they'll be in the church and maybe over time his wife will come around to his way of thinking you know again we don't have to see it all play out that's not what this show was about like that culminated and we understand like the effects that this case has had on him and we can you know assume where he's going to go with his life from here on and again because he's not a real human being we can't be like "Mm, did he leave the church or what but you know it seems to be kind of where it's going is maybe in the future and he'll he'll encourage his daughters to be more independent and all and like maybe pursue a path like um becca yeah like her parents and like we always talk about her dad was like the most reasonable character in this whole show of like listen you can't take it to the extreme right we live in the modern freaking day Mm. you can eat chocolate your wives can be independent thinkers they can have fucking thoughts and you should be able to share them with you you. to beat them exactly so maybe he'll achieve something there so that he doesn't have to worry about his daughters growing up and being like yes master my my humble husband who the priest command, told her to commands me and all like that's not clearly that's not what he wants for his yeah. family and all and he's questioning the the whole again the structure of it and like the organized nature of it 
So whatever his relationship with God goes ends up being going forward, he's arrived at something more more measured, I would say. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, we never we never went on Brando Sando watch. Never got anything from that. So <laughs> I feel like he probably just wouldn't mention it. Yeah. Probably feel like that would be a can of worms. His PR team would be like, oh. uh, yeah, I don't think he would gain anything from coming at it at all. Right? No. I mean, we've talked about it. it's not universal, but like I have seen a lot of stuff where people who were Mormon or ex Mormon or whatever say like, yeah, this it seems accurate to me. Like. And then some people are like, I don't know, it's kind of far-fetched. And it's like, again, it is a religion practiced by millions of people in this country, across the whole thing. And I've always heard that, like, Utah area, it's a pretty, like, strict sort of, you know, the kind of, not the most adherent because of the whole, like, the other side of it, where you have the groups that split off and became, like, the fundamentalists, right? But as far as it goes, like, it's pretty standard run-of-the-mill, like, tight-laced, right? And then, like, as you get further away in other parts of the country and even up into, like, Canada... They have more chill, like, yeah, we're Mormon, but it's not it's not all the same kind of thing. There is no, like, univ- even within their religion, there's, like, the subdivisions and everything. Yeah. There's the multiple denominations of it all. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's kind of most religions. If they get big enough, they kind of start to split. Exactly. That's really what it always comes down to. The ideas are usually pretty nice. It's when they're applied on mass and you get just, you know. A wackos. Enough people in there who are going to use it for whatever means. Is when you start to have the problems, but yeah, I don't. I, I thought it was a good show overall. Nice, nice drama for us. Yeah, I a little deviation so. from our standard fare. Goofiness. He was great. It was really good. Andrew Garfield. He can act, man. He can. In case act. there was any doubt. In case there was any good. doubt, he was acting. He didn't he's cry doing, nearly as much, but he. He said a fair bit of acting. When he said "What the fuck?" that was kind of weird. It looked like they kind of ADR'd it at the end there because it like <laughs> what the f-? and then it cuts it when he says "fuck." It seemed weird. So I don't know. That'll probably end up. We'll probably talk about it again towards the end of the year, eh? Yeah, at the end of the year. Starts dramas. That'll get added on the list. We don't have many of those, but... I think we only have one. I got a couple, but... Oh, good. We'll throw that on the pile. Oh, Westworld's a drama. No, it's sci-fi, no, I feel like it's sci-fi, yeah. yeah let's, let's see, this is the problem. We cover very few things that aren't sci-fi or fantasy in some aspect. That's true. Well... Speaking of... Miss Marvel! Take a take out of that into Miss Marvel. Episode 2. Indeed. Man, this show's a lot of fun. I think it's fun, too. I I like it. We talked about going in, and I mentioned last week that we were all like, oh, I don't know, this is going to be marketed towards teenage girls. Is this really going to be for us? And maybe it is, but I've, well, I've realized it. it's not a problem for me at all, because it's just fun. Just having fun. If the vibe of a teenage girl show is just kind of a fun, goofy, more lighthearted... Say okay with me. That's what I think. And, like, it feels very comic booky, right? It's, got, it's, got, it's like um, Spider-Verse. It's very much effect. like Spider-Verse kind of thing, which is great. I don't know. It's cool. Like, it isn't just a tight lace, like, we're... I'm Sam Wilson, and we're going to punch some terrorists. Like And find vaccines, maybe, exactly. for a little bit, for one episode. Then we get rid of that. You know, that show's fine and all, but like some of the some of the MCU uh, Disney Plus shows have been a little tight-laced in that way of just like, we're just doing it. Even Hawkeye, which is fun. It's like six episodes of just kind of straight up like, we're doing we're doing it. I don't know. This is more like, yeah, we're just fun. And like I think it's, it is refreshing that it's just a show that kind of is just about her life yeah. as like a teenager more so than it is about superhero stuff it's kind of like um it's, it's actually really similar to homecoming as yeah. well right with this it, i would say aesthetically with some of the vibes and the cutaways i really like like for example in this episode the part where they're going over all the little the subgroups all the little cultures in the mosque and all yeah. that that's fun like just stuff like that it's just it's just kind of a quirky little show fun little show yeah i like poor bruno Poor Bruno, yeah. So, is are they doing that, you think? Is this going to be one of those tropes where the best friend is actually at the end? Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once I saw Bruno, I went, oh, th- they're going to do that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, come on, whatever you want. The guy's a fucking simp. <laughs> Good God, Bruno. Good together. I wonder if that goes in the comics. I've not, I've not read any of them. I think right. she's, well, she's, she's got a thing with Miles Morales in the That's comics, That's true, right? she does, so. But he's not Miles Morales is Chadley. 
He's a Spider-Man guy. He's he's got he's he's Spider-Man. Well, he's core that Bruno for me. <laughs> Bruno well, yeah. doesn't have any spider power, but he's pretty good. <laughs> to quote that one review of Miles Morales, he doesn't. Bruno doesn't have the the swag of a black teen. <laughs> the exaggerated swag, swag of a black teen. That's true. He does. He doesn't. He, he couldn't. He help couldn't. It, he's just a, a fucking nerd. Great as he is, he doesn't have that going for him. He's like, he? see you later, Bruce. And he's like, <laughs> oh my god, the scene where he like when they're talking, Kamala, Kamala, and uh, the I don't remember, the guy's driving the car, the yeah, or whatever her guy she likes. Or they're starting to get stuff, and he like butts in. I'm like, Bruno, stop it, buddy. You're not, this is not a good look for you, buddy. No, stop it wasn't. It, it wasn't. I know he's trying you... though. He's like, I've seen those movies too. I, see this, I love them. We gotta do power training. That's. <laughs> I mean, like once he was like, we gotta go train. I'm like, all right, they're gonna do the trope. Yeah, but do you think that is gonna end up with them together at the end? Or maybe fashion? not the end, but maybe like maybe I do like Bruno, and then it'll be like a mm. like, little narration. I love the YouTube video. I like there's a Scott Lang podcast. That was hilarious. That's good, right? That wasn't the first episode, but I didn't get to mention it. Scott Lang podcast was good. I like her dad. Her dad's really funny. Her dad's great. Yeah. This is very cool. I, I like that. So we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, but they're touching on it. And like, so the, as, if you could possibly guess, check, cause this has caught a lot of flack. So this show is actually the least watched uh, Disney Plus show thus far. Oh. For, for Marvel, that is, right? right. Hmm. Well, what could this be? Right. Well, it's not even like, there's no question about it. There's been a lot of discussion, and especially, I guess this is also a big factor in other parts of the world. So, like, for example, in India, apparently, they're not really on about this show, which yeah. I guess kind of makes sense to an extent. Um, so that's been a factor. But then, yeah, even in the West, there's been like, oh, she's Muslim. I don't know about that. But I think something this show does do is that it kind of, I would say it shows it for all the faults and all, too, right? Mm-hmm. For for one thing, the the mosque in particular, like the group that she's a part of, does seem to be relatively pretty moderate, right? Yeah, they seem to have like a kind of a pretty Western, like casual, if that's the word. I don't even know. Whatever. Not they're not like super conservative, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if reform is a is a word that applies to Islam, but like, yeah, they seem to be a kind of Westernized, Americanized version of it. They're not obviously like you can't freaking drive and you got to be wearing the burqas and all, right? Yeah. But even in their context, they do show some of the shortcomings of it, right? That there is this pervasive, like, sexism that's part of it, yeah. right? They're separated. The boy's side is much better than the girl's side. Exactly. Like, they're not really shying away from it, which is cool. Yeah. And, like, people be like, oh, why is it encouraging Islam? I don't think it is. Like, it's not. It's just showing a person who happens to be a part of that. Yeah. And, again, for its strengths and weaknesses, the shortcomings that are part of it, too. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. I don't have any problem with that aspect of it. I think that's exaggerating, right? Oh, definitely. I think if you could imagine people on the internet doing a bit of a reach, yeah, just reaching out and reaching out so they can just be shitty, have their own shitty beliefs be justified. Because hmm, people don't like the show where there's a young teenage girl who, let's see, isn't white, uh, is kind of the hero who sidekicks a white guy. I wonder why people on (laughs) Twitter wouldn't like that. Oh, because they're bigots and the worst. It happens. I can can't. I not. can't believe this. I'm shocked and appalled. And also, Moon Knight's in this now. That's fun. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, we wor- didn't even talk about it for the boys, but like, there's there's been some some controversy on the boys Reddit this week. Oh god. Apparently, there's a lot of people just talk about how Homelander is good, and mm-hmm. they're like upset that Homelander is being made out to be the mm-hmm. villain. And it's like, you huh? been, what the fuck? Are you been watching the show? I'm watching the show? Oh, the guy. Um, we didn't really mention it at all, but Blue Hawk. Oh yeah. They're like Blue Hawk was based. Am I right, guys? <laughs> no. Oh. Got the, like, oh my god! It's horrible, yeah, it's bad stuff, man. Ah, racism. Yeah, just generally being like, well, I think he was right, though. Really unfortunate. The most time we talk about full of racists. Why? 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 Maybe we should just stop bringing it up as much. Maybe it's bringing Maybe it I'm right like a down. conscious effort to not. Because that gives the horrible takes. Because yeah, 
there's all they're always going to exist. There's not really much to be gained from being like, look at these horrible people. Like you can just going forward, you can mostly assume from most things that someone's going to have a problem with it. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. This idea that it's like going to be indoctrinating the youth into being Muslim just because she goes to temp to mosque once. Yeah, I don't, it's really pretty light on it. So what's this guy's name? We don't get the same yet. Uh, but yeah, so this episode introduces the new the new love interest character, the classic. Again, it's yeah, a little tropey. But Bruno's it's fun. such a fuckhead. Look at he's wearing a vest. Oh, the vest is good. The vest and the flannel look. He makes little robots. He made it. He made his uh, her dad an Alexa. He's like, "Come, Bruno, this thing's broken." He's watching cricket. But yeah, so that's again, it is very tropey, and like in a lot of ways, it is like, oh, this is almost. Like we said, this is more just a show about her being a teenager. Like, this is like a CW-esque thing, but done well. Yeah. Kind of like we talked about with Euphoria, almost. Like, it's a bit of, like, a cliche, like, teenage, coming-of-age thing, but it's just better than most of them. And that's what the show is, too, right? Yeah, it also shows very clearly that the women, it's not, it's separated in a way that the men are in the front, not, like, in half, where Mm -hmm. you could sit in the front. They're, like, as far back as they can be. So, it it does, like you said, show. And again, it's not this, like, universal thing. I I was reading some of that that there's, like... There's like a variety, right? Like sometimes you're talking about like different levels, right? Mm. Like the man or woman, whichever one will be on the second floor, yeah. the first floor. Sometimes it's like a whole separate room. You know, there's no one like universal Catch experience all. here, which is how it is, right? Like we've been yeah. saying, but I do think it's cool that they address it. But it's, it's also clearly, like I said, they're not so bad because they go to a mosque where a woman could reasonably, run. a teenage girl could reasonably run for it as well. So mm-hmm. like, they, you know, they're pretty cool. And again, her dad is like clearly, you know, He's pretty progressive as far as these things go. Yeah, There's that fun scene where she's like, "You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to take our hopes and dreams from us, Uncle." He's like, uh, "Oh, jeez." But my best friend, he's running, and she's like, "Oh, but your daughter, your daughter and I are friends. We live in America, the land of freedom, where you can choose. We can, we can. Dream. People fought and died for these <laughs> these rights." And he's like, "Oh, jeez, okay, uh, whatever you want." I mentioned last week. I was like, "I wonder what's going to happen with the boy, the brother, and his fiance." I, if it was like a, an arranged marriage type scenario, how that was going to go. But they seem to actually just be a couple, which is yeah. good. I don't know. I thought I was speculating maybe that would come up as like a point of friction to be like, maybe it's not all great. But no, they seem to just be. Maybe they are just an actual couple. Mm. Like, I don't know. if There never is actually any mention of that. So I guess I was just reading into it. Assuming on my part. So bad for that. Silly but, white boy. But yeah, that's cool. His, his fiance is a neat character. She's obviously from not um, South Asia, right? No, yeah. Because they have to explain to her, like, the whole Pakistan-India dynamic and all that. Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah, all that. So, she's from a different part of the world, heritage-wise, which is cool. They're having their dinners. So, here's this guy. What's his... They're not gonna... What's his name? Come on. Yeah, in the class... See, like, just stuff like this, right? The weird, like, the doodly stuff about it. It's very... It's just fun. We got the class drop of, like, oh, my God, it's the hot guy. But is he kind of... Is he all there personality-wise, Jack? Is he as good as your best friend, Bruno? I mean, he's Mm kind of got a personality. He knows... No, he does. He, he knows about. So he did the thing where he knows about his cult, her culture, because he lived it. That's true. He got that culture connection. What's his name? But he's ripped. Yeah, he's not. He's not ripped. Oh no, he's he's fit though. He's fit though. Comran, I guess. Comran. Comran. I don't know. He says. There you Legal go. Poor Bruno. Poor uh, Bruno. The whitest man you've ever seen. He's just feeling all awkward. They drive him home. The he, cops get there. See, this is the party his par- her parents should have been worried about, and they were. Yeah. But this one, she lets her go to no, 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 no. Moss. Well, no, because Bruno was there. No fuss. Uh, like, no one's going to make a move with this fucking schmuck around. <laughs> well, and her friend and her friend's brother. So yeah, they all were there. tagging along. And Bruno's just sitting on their laps. What, what, where is he sitting? There's three seats, but he's like, her friend is kind of sitting in the middle. I like all the music in this show. There's just a whole heck of yeah. a ton of it. They're always playing pop songs and like modern pop songs and remixes of stuff. pop songs. It's, it's very fun. 
very heavy. This show, like this episode in particular, was very heavy for it. It felt like every two minutes they were just like playing like another three minutes of a song, and I was like, okay, oh, yeah. well, not three minutes, but you know what I'm saying. Enough. A lot of a lot of music in this, which is just fun. Again, I like it's just a different kind of vibe. I'm liking her powers. She yeah, does the little stretchy cool. thing, like we just saw in the yeah. So she does kind of use it, like you know, to to somewhat of the same effects of her big stretchiness. I was seeing um, instead of like stretching between buildings, she like just jump on a little platform forms. between buildings, and she can still make our big big projection arm. Yeah, and grab them. I did see that the director was like, hey, it was asked like a bunch of interviews with obviously coming out from these um, like the actors and stuff and the director and the writer. And she was like, yeah, the stretchy thing is, isn't because of Mr. Fantastic. Like that's not why it was changed. And I think it's just because she's got to be associated with Mar- like we said when this first started coming out months ago. That's like if she's going to be because she, she's in the Marvel. She, actually, the actress, Kamala's actress. Yeah, yeah. Whose name escaped me. Ty's talked about working with Samuel Jackson and Brie Larson uh, at this point. So like can't have a girl just being, like, rubbery when Captain Marvel can, like, fly through space. Yeah, you gotta have a so, similar cosmic yeah. energy kind of power. Also, here's a thing that I thought was weird. Uh, Yusuf, he's like, oh, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I thought was weird is that Bruno has tech that can read the energy coming out of Kamala's body. How did he build that? I guess he's, like, smart guy, could build things. He's yeah. like, it's coming out of your body. I was like, bro, how would you possibly have anything to tell that? What sensor are you getting? Yeah, it's just comics, right? Yeah, it's just a comic it's just thing. A comic book logic of like, yeah, a teen. I mean, think of all this the guy's shit. back. This shithead's back. <laughs> I, know, right? Dio, I mean, it's cool they brought him back, but I, I hate him. He's the worst. Yeah, he's 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 doing a good cop bad cop routine. Yeah, mostly by himself, but then she comes in too. Yeah, he's 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 a bit of a he's a bit of a little shithead, isn't he? But like, what are they coming at her for? It's kind of questionable. Like, what are the what are their motives? Is it just like we want to make sure you're not going to hurt anybody? But like, maybe they're evil. Maybe that'll make Spider Man No Way Home make a little more sense. Because as we've said, that movie story kind of just doesn't make a ton of sense until they get to the villain. Because this isn't the type of universe with like superhero registration or anything, right? Well, we well that's not well not anymore. I guess we there was remember well, that the that war, wasn't technically th- that bad. war they had. Yeah, but it wasn't really the same exact circumstances. Right, it wasn't called the, the same thing. Yeah. So it's the like, watcher didn't show up and was like, fellas, things going wrong. Yeah. So like, I don't know why, you know, why they got to come at her just for existing. It's like, are they doing something nefarious? They can experiment on her. They want her powers or something. But like, yeah. It's, so we, we talked about last week. There doesn't seem to be a main villain to this. That's just these are kind of the threat for her, which is kind of cool. makes sense, right? She doesn't need to be fighting like some big monster yeah. in her first outing. You know, as a teenage character, I think, I, I think having like the authorities more or less be the, be the antagonist for it makes makes enough sense mm-hmm. but then we get get the stinger at the end where like this whole episode and really obviously it starts in the first episode with with like where this bangle come from did it unlock her powers or it gave her the powers it was her grandma's what's up with her grandma right? her great grandma well both of them right oh yeah and then you know everyone's real cagey about what her great grandmother was like about how she brought dishonor brought dishonor for some reason because she disappeared and maybe she she killed a man they say and all this like there's mm-hmm. all these kind of this crazy rumor mill is abound. Her her grandmother doesn't want to really talk about it, or it's just hard of hearing. <laughs> Can't really understand what she's saying. And her mom definitely doesn't want to talk about it. And there's all this there's all this intrigue and, and mystery around it, right? What I think my theory is is that uh, her great grandma obviously had this power, and the bangle was a way to like focus it mm-hmm. into these crystal powers. And I think because the great grandma could do it, the grandmother thought she could too, and constantly tried, and also tried with her mother. Obviously, neither of them have the power, so it like didn't work, and that's why her mom's like, "Your grandma just doesn't focus. She's head in the clouds. Don't touch that bangle." 
But now Kamala, obviously, she inherits the power, mm-hmm. so she can do it. And I think by the end of the show, her thing will probably break, and she can just do it naturally. Like, doesn't need the that's t- what she says, channel right? through it. Or that's what he says, that yeah. unlocked it in her, so it's not really clear how much she needs it. Well, and there's that, the thing is that they say that her grandmother, well, no, because they, they say in this, right? So, in the first episode, she's all like, oh, your grandmother was too dreamy and, and stuck in her fantasies. And then in this episode, they say that there was that whole thing on the train, and they were the train was going to take off without her, and they lost the they lost the little girl who was her grandmother, right? And then she said for her whole life that she she followed a trail of stars back to it. Yeah. And it's all like, what is what's that? What's going on there, right? And so it clearly to us, we're like, oh, superpowers, superpowers, you know. To everyone in their world, they're just like she was, yeah, got lucky, just all. Yeah, exactly. She just got lucky somehow, and she's just running with this weird fantasy for some reason. Because she was a little girl and mm-hmm. happened. Or, but, yeah. So, yeah. You should see how that, that plays out. It's, it's cool. Like Again, I, I am glad they're kind of addressing some of this kind of cultural stuff head on. Like, it's not all positive. Like, again, she's just living her life. It's not really going super heavy one way or the other. But they're yeah. showing the shortcomings and the, and the strengths. Like, obviously, this rumor mill that they have going on, clearly, is not the super positive, no, right? Yeah, because with the, like... Um... The girl who gets who doesn't go with her engagement and goes to like Europe. Yeah, exactly. She's like you would have thought they like she like joined a cult and killed someone. Exactly. So it's not all you know. There's no, definitely some not all sunshines. Exactly. And having all these people just be like, I heard that your great grandmother was a murderer. I heard she ran away and had seven families. <laughs> I heard she was she was a snake. She poisoned everything she touched. And it's like, is that all necessary? Yeah. yeah or just, even close to true. You guys just like the like the drama, you know? Yeah. So. And then at the the stinger at the end is that. The dude rolls up, Kamran or whatever he said his name was, right? In the car with his mother to save her from the um, damage control people, which is a bit of a, I think, a, a slightly goofy scene, the way they play it all. Is that she gets in the car and drives away, and then and they're just, just like, where'd she go? Like, yeah. y'all didn't see the car? <laughs> what are you talking about? Because she was going <laughs> to drive off. She was around the other side of the truck. They just totally lost her. But um, And he's like... This lady's kind of, like, really racist. Gonna, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to introduce you to my mother. So that's going to go somewhere. So it oh. seems like maybe her, this guy didn't just happen here out of nowhere, right? I think it's probably her, probably another family. She's, they're yeah, probably maybe. related. Somehow distant family. Oh, I think, you know what? I think that's how it'd be because it's going to find out that that guy in the car, they're related nah. somehow. Oh, no, I'm not. I don't want to get with, I don't want to date you. You can have Bruno. Bruno's like, easy way to me. remove the competition there. Yeah. For old, for old Bruno. <laughs> Bruno's got to get a win. Yeah. So it, I mean, to me, at least, that suggests, like, he didn't just move to this school out of nowhere, just coincidence rise. Like, maybe they came looking for her. Yeah. And he, like, went magic. to that party to, like, yeah. get her. Because he's not in the first episode. And then they're like, oh, you're that new guy, right? So maybe he came here after she did her- uh, Avenger con. Yeah, exactly. So now they're like, mm, we gotta find her. When, you, when he was waiting on the outskirts, like, okay, well, she showed power, so get in there. But yeah. Overall, this show's just a lot of fun. Just having fun. It for sure. Again, I'm pleasantly surprised. No by British how people fun in this, this one. No, not a not a one. No uh, goofy British accents no, of any kind. You down that? There's just, well, actually, oh wait, I'm, I, we lied. No, well, he's he not, is British. No, no, he's not actually. Oh shit, he, he does a British. fake Pakistani, Pakistani accent at a point. That's right, I thought he was because his real accent is British. Check, Damn how it. did we miss? No, I literally, we literally, the show was on right now. We were just watching it. <laughs> We didn't have the volume up, so we You're couldn't right. hear him. Imagine if we listened to it full volume while we talked. <laughs> so you just heard Miss Marvel in the background for like half the episode. We couldn't hear his goofy voice, his goofy Britishness, goofy British. And, and our brother believes it. Yeah, he does. He's like, maybe he doesn't. He's like, all right, whatever. I'll whichever one. He goes along with it at least. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah oh, remember. cousin, whatever your face is. Yeah. Of course. All right, I'll see you later, sister. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe he's just playing it off just to not to, make a scene. Yeah, but like, well, I, my sister is enough. I heard, you know that scene in the first episode where she like falls on that bed and the camera kind of flips? Mm-hmm. Apparently it took like forever to do. Uh-huh. It took him like a couple days to like build that and like plan it out. Really? Just for just going, yoop. Interesting. It's weird when you think about sometimes. How? What do you, you have to do to achieve some shots. weird things that you don't really think twice about? But had, but some guy was like lost sleep and didn't see his kids <laughs> get born over it. That's right. Kevin Feige was like, get this to work. Finish the shot. Finish the mission. <laughs> no, I don't want. I don't want. I want to see my kids. I've seen. A, I've seen a bunch of interviews with the Kamala's actress's name. I don't know. I don't remember. It's like uh, I something. I feel bad for not remembering it. But apparently, um, Tom Holland just spoiled uh, the other Spider Man being in No Way Home to her because they were like all <laughs> filming on the same lot. He's really? like, hey, Tom Holland, what are you guys doing? And apparently he just showed her a picture of him and Tobey Maguire on his phone and went, that's what we're doing. <laughs> she was like, why did you show me that? I read that um, she got to meet Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. No, wasn't it the other one? No, it was t- uh, she met Tom. She put up, well, she met him both, but she was like, I want to be one of the Toms. And it was like, Tom Hiddleston wants to meet you. Oh, okay. Is that what it was? And he was like, oh my God, it's you. And he was like, hey, it's me, 40-year-old Tom Hiddleston. Oh, no, that is what I meant. Yes. Fuck. Their, their names are too similar. No, no, that is right. Okay. Yeah. Not Tom Holland, Tom Hiddleston. No. God. They're both Tom H's, no less. Good lord. And British. And horrible Brits. Oh, God. But but yes, while they were filming Loki, you got to me. Which really tells you how freaking long this show's just been sitting around. I don't know why they did that. Because they must have filmed this two years ago. Oh, yeah. This was coming out before Hawkeye. Right. I don't know why. I wonder why that changed. But there it is. Yeah. So she met on. I did hear all that. That was fun. It's really cool because she's like her character in that sense. Right. Yeah. That um the whole point of Ms. Marvel is that she's a fan that like gets to be a superhero. This chick is a fan of the Marvel stuff yeah. and she gets to be in it, which is very fun. Very fun. That's cool. Not that it was essential that you get someone who's a big fan, right? But it works out. Just as often they seem to get people for these movies who don't give a shit. Absolutely. I'm yeah. sure Christian Bale's never seen a one of them. <laughs> He's too good for a single single film. Well, he was Batman, so maybe he'll That's I, true actually. Yeah. I I think I I'm hoping in the interviews he's not like I was a job to me. I lost 100 pounds and killed a god for this role. <laughs> well, the big one was, the one I think of was um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Have you seen that clip? No. When when they're, they ask, them, he's in an interview with Tom Holland, and they're like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Thor mo- or Marvel movie? And Tom Hiddleston's like, yeah, I think probably Thor Ragnarok. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that one. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. <laughs> like, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So that's fun. Just a lot of paycheck to that guy. Oh, exactly. So, you know, we talked about this week. We'll just mention it here. Sydney Sweeney's going to be in Madam Web. Madam Web. And she's like, ah, what an experience. What an opportunity this is to be in something larger than life. And it's like, Sydney Sweeney, you don't realize what you've gotten into. I don't yeah. Or when, or when Jared Leto said, it's honored to portray such a legendary character. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Clowns. I feel like sometimes they don't realize what they're getting into exactly. Yeah. Jared Leto's like, I can be a weird guy. Oh, I'm signing up. Well, precisely, right? Got anything else here? Kind of ramble at this point. Yeah, I was just going to get her name. Oh, perfect. Couldn't find it on. Why'd you look for her on Twitter? Why didn't you look up the series? Her name is Aman uh, Valani. Yeah, Aman Valani. Valani. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. she's been great. She's very fun in this role. Oh, yeah. She is very much the character. She's knocking out of the park. Again, as like the fan. And again, I guess that's because part of it is real. So, great. Also, as as always, it seems like every one of these... Uh, Disney shows. Every, all the writers and the directors want to put like a hundred million things in their show, and Kevin Feige be like, "No, you can't do that. You can't put Spider-Man in your super. You, no, you don't get to use the. I I tell you what you get to use. All right. Hey, look, I gave you so much. Actually, did you hear this other thing about that came out? I think this week where um she was apparently watching 
WandaVision, WandaVision between, on her phone between takes. And Kevin fucking yelled at her, don't watch her, watch her on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Not because she was watching TV while she was at work or whatever, but because she wasn't watching it in a proper <laughs> format. She wasn't doing it justice. That's, that's a very, I, you know, I'm not surprised Kevin Feige was like, hey, I'll fire you right now. I'll, there are a hundred actresses who would fit your spot. <laughs> you don't go watch that on a TV right now. <laughs> You're fired. I will get, you're understanding her so fast. <laughs> I'm Kevin Feige. Very good. I thought it was fun. Again, clearly she just, she really is just a big fan of it, which is great. You love yeah. it. You, you love, love to see, see it. it. And she's mo- already filmed, I guess, most of the Marvels, which makes sense. Yeah, like I, I saw that she said she was kind of surprised by how much she was in it. She was like, oh, I kind of figured they would put me in it, but like, no, she's clearly like one of the, the she's, Marvels. She's one of, I mean, the titular Marvels. There's only really two know. characters named Marvel, and she's one of them. Yeah, so that's great. Maybe that's when she'll get her name. Because I don't know when she's going to get her name in this. Yeah. It's cool that in this one, Ms. Marvel isn't a character who's ever existed. So mm-hmm. it's kind of wide open for her. Whereas in the other one, it was like, Captain Marvel's like, yeah, you can be Ms. Marvel now. It was it's like a legacy Captain thing. Marvel. Yeah, but she's only ever been Captain Marvel in the mm-hmm. MCU. So it's not as big of a problem. They did that thing where they call her Nightlight. Like, it's Nightlight! Which I think is fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just because that one girl just makes it up. Yeah. <laughs> on the fly there. It's interesting because... I mean, a lot of the characters in the MCU, when you get right down to it, don't seem to have names. Yeah. Or it takes forever for anyone to ever actually bother to call them that. Like, shit, when was the first time they ever actually called Hawkeye Hawkeye? Like, I feel like they just call him Clint for the first two Avengers movies. Right, because the only people, I mean, <laughs> uh, her, his friend, uh, what is it, Black Widow is going to be like, Hawkeye, she's like, Clint, my friend. Right, that's a, so Or Barton, because like, he's a soldier. Yeah. A lot of, I feel like a lot of them don't get called by their superhero names only like all that Captain often. America because he's Cap yeah I mean a lot of I mean some of them do yeah. there's this healthy it, it's, mix it's, I think it's either they do all the time or they hardly ever there's no yeah. like middle ground how often do they call Natasha Black Widow I don't know? think ever right until maybe Black Widow when they yeah. really get into it again that, that's kind of so I don't know I, she probably will get the name in this one it feels like that it feels like for this story in particular they would go for that because then she can have the moment of like you're you are Captain Marvel, but yeah, it's definitely not a priority. There's a lot of people who they never like. Do they ever call him the Falcon? You know, nope. there's just there's just a lot of those and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> there's a lot of those where they don't seem to need to use the names because it's more of like a branding thing than it is a yeah. character thing. So of course, so I guess that's probably all we got for today. I would say so. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up right about here. We have a little bit at the end there, but hey. It wouldn't be an episode of, with us in it if we didn't ramble a little bit nah. at all times. So as always, thanks so much for listening. And it's been a year. Thanks for much listening all year. Make sure to celebrate. You listen to the entire catalog <laughs> through. No, and no double speed now. I'll know. I'll know if you double speed it. One time speed, ladies and gentlemen. Really absorb the knowledge. Uh, but as always, you can tweet us your favorite episode and your favorite moment at Ecotech Jazz. Ecotech J A Z. On Twitter, you can DM it to us on Instagram at the Architect Podcast or email it to us at architectjazz at gmail.com. You can find our show wherever you find podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know the ones. Samsung Podcasts, that's, I put that on there. That's been like 15% recently of our listener base has come from there. And as always, our logo is on my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg. Isn't that right, Zach? That name right. you know. Exactly. Uh, and always our intro was in my friend of the show, Art of Celery Salt. I don't know if my watching the day on it. We're <laughs> coming up on uh, the album here, July 1st, barring any changes. And we'll have more information about that later. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Signage to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.